All right, so whenever you want to... Okay. Unless you want to switch mics. Do you want to switch mics? I'll take that one and you take this one. No, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I honestly don't know how to do this. Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 47. We're coming to you from the Stude at 25.8 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. Oh, I thought you... Don't you usually go next? Do I? I don't know, but you really can't hear much when the the mic's pointed at your chest. I'm Lauren Corralico, creative and content strategist at Lavelle Strategy Group, otherwise known as Multiracial Rachel. You're multiracial, Rachel? You called me multi... Yeah. I did not call you that. Do not spread this gossip. You did. When did I call you that? On Star Wars night. That that doesn't count. Hmm. We were in the... Wait. In my basement in the Fortress of Solitude? Everybody You have me. no idea what bro code is. <laughs> we were down there. We talk about stuff that we're not supposed to talk about publicly. It's a private conversation. Did I really call you that? Yes. What were we doing at the time? You were talking about how I Is this going to get me in trouble? No. no okay, good. Is, I'm just I I am also known as multiracial Rachel. With Oh, cuz we were talking about all the different forms of Rachels. Everybody's a Rachel. Yeah, yeah but I came up with multiracial no. Rachel. Oh, well who came up with that? Rachel. So then how did I call you that? Because I didn't come up with that? No. Oh, I just so then I just regurgitated someone else's good idea. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm a plagiarist. <laughs> All right, I'm Mark. <laughs> a plagiarist. And I'm Mark, a plagiarist. <laughs> just like music, man. There are no new ideas. It's just different forms of another thing. Nobody got that? Understood at all? No, I at, got it. Okay. Take your Nook of the North hat off. <laughs> Is this how it's going to be today? All right, game on. Because you've been you've been real, been real aggressive with me in the last two weeks. You make you made me mad via email. <laughs> is that is that why we haven't been here? You guys have just been We've no been fuck Lauren. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop! You seriously you threw my no. You He's know me, podcast fight club. Uh, you know me. I'm a big girl. You can't come at me like that. I mean, with your whole hooded jacket on and your Fargo hat. It's cold. <laughs> I'm cold. We just had snowpocalypse. Okay. No, we didn't. Yes, we no, did. we didn't. I had a whole two inches. I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. I'm scared too, audience. Yeah, I'm you should. Y'all too. should be. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about your website? <laughs> well, I was going to introduce. just nominated for an Addy. I was going to introduce these guys really? first. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, let. Oh, I forgot. There's guests. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> just barely. I thought you guys were just sitting around. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like a total asshole now. Okay. All right. We got uh, Rich Treese. We got Jeff Bohm. And we got uh, hey, Joe hey, Evans hey, here. Howdy. All to talk about movies because these like guys Rich are and, big movie geeks. I like Rich and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like you. You're new. I don't like you yet. You, right. I mean, you, you got, have to win him over throughout the show. Take yeah. your lumps, new guy. You got, you got all of his uh, available attention when he stood up to introduce himself. Uh, was that an honor? That was uh, That was, that was exhausting to me. Noted. <laughs> like to get out of a chair like a gentleman yeah. and and outreach my hand and Scary. say, pleasure, sir. No. I mean, I, I thought you were coming to stab me. That's my mistake. I give that in my scarf. Yeah, right. you just, boom. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming what from. What was I going to stab you with? The end of a dull rose? Listen, listen. Wow. I don't ask questions, man. <laughs> I don't ask questions. Closer. I can't hear you. I don't ask questions, man. That's better. So now he gets closer and whispers. It's true. Yeah. Just like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you guys keep talking. I'll try to fix this. All right. So uh, first up on the website, uh, we have an exclusive premiere of uh, Ed Cuzo's uh, new solo album. It's a, it's an acoustic EP uh, that he's working on before his full-length solo album comes out in April. Uh, so that'll be really cool. Uh, so we have a, a, a stream and download of that. You can download it for free or you can uh, you know pay for it if you're one of those people that actually wants to support the artist and not be a total dick. But if you want to, you know, that's fine. I mean, if you want to be a dick, that's cool. You can just download it. It's free. Um, but it's also we also have a little bit about the album as well. Uh, so give that one a listen. The uh, first ever Fuzz 92.1 Cardboard Box Sled Derby yes. is going to be at Montage Mountain in Scranton on February 28th. Uh, that how was much, an interesting announcement I got today. How much was it to enter? Uh, I think it's $40 for a team and 25 if you're a single sled. Uh, it's one of those you have to build with only like only cardboard, cardboard tape. glue, tape, and string. Decorations are allowed, such as Christmas lights and paint. However, if you use any official building materials, you will be disqualified. And you did that without notes. You you should That's... you should actually uh, <laughs> you should be there should like you should I, be I would, can you hear now I would love to be involved with that somehow. can you hear better it makes now makes me so excited for some reason yes I can hear you no can you hear better now I I could hear you fine the entire how time how about you loud. Rich I could still hear you yeah no but did 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 what I did affect anything in a positive how do you feel about the not that the, I can hear damn sled it. race is there room on the side for sponsors like f- we're talking Ooh. like full on NASCAR. Like if we're going to go, we're going to go all in full suit, you know, helmet. Well, you they, they actually helmet. give, uh, you, you they, need one? helmet is required if you're going to be in the sled. <laughs> oh, that is lovely. They have different prizes. And one of them is, is for being the most creative. So I guess if you picked a, a really interesting theme or something like that, you would probably uh, at least win one of the prizes. Noted. Ah. Noted. Now, can you hear him? Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, what were we talking about? I walked away. The sled. <laughs> Santa's? No. <laughs> Which one? Don't worry about it. Uh, is this something that was posted on APAScene.com? I'm going to keep it for Yes, best website in Northeast PA. You don't need to know about this. All right. What is it the best website? In Actually, I would like to see I would like to see Mark enter that. That that uh downhill sled thing? Yeah. No. Just purely on should cardboard. Should we do a team? What's that Red Bull thing that Can they do? Can we do a team? We should do. Can I mean, we, we do, do a team? Do you know how much cardboard I have that. just stashed away in case we have something like this? You Lord, have no specifically idea. For this it's, it's good quality cardboard and parts and they're angled. How are you a doomsday prepper for this? <laughs> You'd be surprised what you can do with cardboard. Is Alien Jesus going to be on the team? Alien Jesus should be the yes. mascot of the team. The question team. is, if he can walk on water, can he walk on snow? Whoa! These are the questions, right? This oh, is the important. I really wow. Yeah, you'll have to wait till Holy Easter to answer shit. that question. What do you think of that audience? <laughs> if he can walk on water, can he walk? They never asked that. They don't. I don't think there was. Did much you just come snow up with that? Be, I did, and now I like my you. head. You're you now, in your, now you're in my good graces. Oh, fantastic. that was awesome. I don't have to worry about that dull rose anymore. About alien Jesus. All right, can just we keep, move on, right. please? <laughs> yes, we're all like ferrets. We'll get back to that later. We also have a video premiere of uh, Family Animals, a uh, new uh, video for uh, World Within a World. Uh, features a uh, so, so the, the campground, the 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 sprawling campgrounds of Waymart. They're they're quite beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Also known as SEI. Yes. 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 Wow. Uh, we have uh, uh, some photos of. Uh, 
Alexis P. Suter and Ed Randazzo in uh, Pittston. Uh, they did a uh, sold-out show uh, at WVIA in Pittston. That was really cool. Uh, the, the pictures are great. Um, they also uh, we also announced that uh, shock rocker Alice Cooper is coming back to the Kirby Center on May 13th. Uh, I interviewed him the last time he was in. He was actually really, really cool to talk to. He has a genius IQ. Does he? Yes, he does. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. No. He's up there with James Woods. He's also an excellent <laughs> golf player. From what Yes, he is. Isn't James Woods also? An excellent golfer? I, I don't know. Mm. I, I think I just remembered that Alice Cooper was a good golfer because it seems strange that he played golf. Well, right. Why? Of all things. Have you... Rich just called him a shock rocker. You think he Wouldn't that surprise you if he's Have like... Have you ever gone golfing? At TPC at Sawgrass? Yeah. I hope he plays in the makeup. I really do. <laughs> like the full getup. Yeah. The regalia? Yeah. Do you think Gene Simmons golfs that way? <laughs> I think Gene Simmons does everything that way. For a dollar. I think we'd prefer it. I mean, <laughs> for a dollar. Yeah. Have you seen him without the makeup? I I think I'd prefer with the makeup. <laughs> he looks like Gene Simmons. <laughs> he looks like the guy who married... He's, he's coming at you. <laughs> Here we have Kiss the Coffin. <laughs> all right, Gene. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> didn't know we didn't need that, but oh, now I do. Got all the people in the Kiss Army who want to buy uh, Kiss Coffins to be buried in. Um, <laughs> so we'll sell them to them. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's, right that's pretty dead on. <laughs> all right. What else is going on? Oh, we have a, a movie review of The Forest by, uh, I don't know, some hack, I guess. Yeah. Oh, is that the one loser. with uh, um, Is that about the suicide forest in yeah. Japan? Cool. Vice concept. did an episode on that. Did you ever see that? Yes. Who did yes, that? I did. Vice. Vice did? Yeah. That was probably better than the shitty ass movie. <laughs> My God. <laughs> wow. I fucking hate that movie. Wow. Oh, I so, thought it was something people were looking forward to. Oh, I was. I went in and it was a cool concept. You should read the review, first of all, on NEPACing.com. Is that, but, was that the <laughs> too long didn't read version? Um, no, the too long didn't read version is. <laughs> If you took all of the good ideas in the film and then just like completely squandered them, that's that's the that's the premise right mm. there. Just like, oh, you have this cool forest and this actress that's really cool. Let's do literally nothing. <laughs> who was it? Who was it? I forget who Let's the actress do, was. Who was the actress? It was Natalie Dormier from Oh, from oh, Game of Thrones and her. otherwise known as Queen Marjorie. She's also oh. in uh, the Tudors as the smirking Is she? I don't watch the Tudors. And elementary as uh, uh who, who is it, Rich? Jeff, you Another can totally Irene pull Irene? it. Yeah, she's Iran. You can pull that towards yourself no, so you don't have to reach. Oh, my gosh. At my age. Just, no, you can <laughs> pull it towards. <laughs> yes. Like, don't be. There's a base. You can move it. I haven't watched Elementary oh, this so year. Better. Better. It's like a wiener. I haven't watched Elementary. Come on. No. <laughs> they just put on their DVR. It's only Lucy Let's Lou. Let's be honest. That's it. All right. If we ha this is like literally, it sounds like a peanut gallery. <laughs> Why are you holding the mic like like a host in like the '60s would? You know, like they used to have them when they came off their chest. Whoever those like the like only guy Bar that saw like that Bob long Barker? lapel mic, very first weatherman on the Today Show. Yeah, it was like it would like it would come from his sternum, <laughs> and that would be, be the mic was like yeah. strapped are to you him. Exactly a, a big trouble in little China shirt. Yes, I am. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you That's trying to amazing. deflect from the fact that he compared you to Dave Garraway? <laughs> I didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Oh, uh, these lovely guys at the Stewed uh, provided us the uh, 2015 uh, Culture Shock uh, live sets. Oh, uh, did we? Pretty cool. Yeah, oh, you did. I was out that week. I was paying attention. <laughs> you were there for the recording, though, if I recall. They had food trucks. So that's mainly why you went? No, no, no. It's really... I, uh, you just hit record and walked away. Really that wasn't me. I don't know. I, as we all know, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to sound engineering. <laughs> um, no, that was Angela Marzelli. Um and 
I I had nothing I had nothing better to do that day. But at the same time, like I I, I what was the the music conference was going on at that time too? Oh, wasn't the right. EC music conference right? Um, so I'm up there, man. I, I'll I'll support Corey Wolf in anything he does, and you know I don't feel bad about supporting him because I'm never disappointed in whatever he does. So culture shock, I think, is a great thing, and he's already ramping up for next year. So Corey, if you're listening. That was my taco flavored kiss for you. <laughs> what kind of taco? Get Lauren, room, shut up. <laughs> Stand down. <laughs> All right, one more thing and then we'll move on. I'm going to call Ice Cube and have him recreate straight out of Compton and whoop your ass. <laughs> we actually have a ton of new uh, content contributors coming out in the next couple of weeks uh, with some brand new stuff. Uh, the one that I want to. Uh, announced for this week, uh, Brett Alexander is going to be writing for. No, us. he's not, is he? Wow, yeah. <gasps> he's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, very well respected uh, in the community. He won uh, the Steamtown Music Award last year. Uh, he, the Lifetime uh, any, Award. That guy is brilliant beyond brilliance. Yeah, so we have some really cool content coming from him, uh, from his uh, personal experiences and you know uh, his sucks? opinions he, on different things. And, he's talented and he's brilliant. Yes. But Damn can he play and golf? He is, he is not the only golf. respected musician that will be having contribute to the site. So we have some more coming up, but uh, I'll save yeah, it. But well, it, I'll save it for, for next yeah, week. Yeah, that was a after. great that was a great uh foreplay for me. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's a that Brett's, a, Brett's a good grab. All right. Yeah. Brett's Brett's grab. It's well, I understood the innuendo. Okay, good. But he's more like a penguin blowjob. <laughs> Excuse me? Let's let's move on. What does please. that even mean? Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah, let's, let's not get into this on the air, please. Just, just let it go. <laughs> and Burgess Meredith gags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first, all right, we gotta start over. First, I love you, Ron. Welcome to the NEPA podcast, episode forty-seven. This is Lauren Crow. Because Mickey loves me. Trying to avoid a very unfortunate situation here in the studio at twenty-five eight. Why are you trying to do crowd control? It's a room full of men. You can't stop it. Talk about Burgess Meredith and Rocky and oral sex. You can't beat that. It's like the best. It's the best Monday we've had in a while. <laughs> <sighs> some point in this I, I will text you Lauren so it's, keep your phone off vibrate it's on vibrate because I thought you want me to text you I do but I there's also a conversation about a bulldog happening and it would just be like ding 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 if I left it alright his name's Buster as well <laughs> last name Cherry <laughs> that was Jeff I didn't say that I didn't say that but I didn't was, say uh, that he was thinking it alright so are <laughs> All right, anything else? <laughs> anything else going on in this great, great section of the country, sir? <laughs> what I, what I want the first thing I want to uh, ask our guests actually is, uh, what were your favorite movies of uh, 2015? Should we, we preface this by else? saying that this is what we're going to talk about tonight? Is the well, 2015 already, year interview, or, or did I walk out? But yeah, I meant. All right, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, this past year's movies. We're gonna talk about the Oscars. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> Oscar controversy, <laughs> if you want to call it that, whatever. I feel bad. I'm like the boss who's like, you need to take out. Oh, you already did take out the trash. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to start with uh, uh, what everybody's favorite movies of uh, 2015. Can we start with Lauren so she can get back to her pit bull eating mayonnaise conversation? I like I like oh, Mad oh. Max, Fury Road. 
That's it. That's it. Nothing else you liked. Star Wars was I didn't see it until New Year's Day, so it doesn't really count. Why doesn't it count? It, it was count. out. It, it came out in 2015. I didn't it see it in 2015. Yeah. I, that's the first thing I did in 2016 was go see like, Star Wars. So that so then I can't. Yeah, but like, what year did nope. it come out? Yeah. I don't care. It didn't happen in my reality. So the Godfather doesn't exist in your world. So what? Star Wars happened in 2016. 2015 is <laughs> 20, 2015. Okay. All right. Hey, Alien Jesus, just yeah, go with well, it. Well, I was actually going to try to bring it back around to A that. A tumbleweed just rolled through my yeah, head. Didn't want to deviate. <laughs> so you you start and stop at Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, it was like okay. an opera. <laughs> and that's it. That's what you just say. Is that was Carmen. It was an opera. That's it. I'm good. That's it. How was Hamlet? It was a play. It was a play. And then you just, just yeah. move it, like, and next thing. <laughs> a lot of yelling and stabbing in it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, people Crimson played. Crimson Somebody Peak took a bath. Was pretty good too. I didn't like that movie. Why not? I just didn't like it. It wasn't what I expected. What did you expect? I don't know. Why would you go see that? It was a romance movie. It's not a romance movie. It had ghosts. No. And, and I'll watch gothic anything. Gothic, it was a gothic Crimson romance. Peak? Yeah. Is that a romance? Yeah. It's a romance. It is. Ah, mm-hmm. Where? I mean, where's the love in that? It's a love story. What between where? The, between the brother and the sister? Basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only romance I saw there. That's All right. Freaky. So, so the Pornhub derived content of Crimson Peak aside, I guess it is beautiful. <laughs> it was very well shot. I believe in uh, truth and advertising. When I hear Crimson Peak, I want to see Jessica, Jessica Chastain's uh, you know breasts. I second and that. that. Never happened. Crimson. No, Peak. you just got to watch Lawless. Oh, you're welcome. I saw that. <laughs> It happened. What was asleep. that? You said lawless? Tom Hardy, right? right? My notepad yes. right here. Mm-hmm. And, and Shelleboff. <laughs> Say it again. Shelleboff. Real life cannibal no, 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 Shelleboff. No, 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 He's no, not no, a real no, life no. cannibal. Yes, you haven't seen that Why? video. What? Okay. I don't browse the this internet is much, insane. <laughs> Actual cannibal Shelleboff. Actual cannibal. That's Actual what it is. Cannibal. I messed it up. I'm sorry. Move to Rich. The other Rich. Oh. Rich Rich also. <laughs> hey, hey. Ouch. Well, he's Rich A. Instead of calling you Rich B, you'd be Rich also. I'm the fourth of five kids. I've had that whole Are they all named Rich? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what? Um, Wow. Uh, Well, let's see. Top five was probably um, Tangerine, Star Wars, um, Big Short, Spotlight, and... uh, What, do you have notes? Yeah, I have notes. Oh shit! I'm really? Oh, he really does. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, um, a Mona Lisa. Actually, I what's like Mona, Lisa? A a Mona Lisa? A Mona Lisa. A Mona Lisa. Anomalisa. Anomalisa. The um. Well, we all screwed Charlie that Kaufman, one up. Charlie Kaufman uh, animated film. That's just weird. It wasn't animated. It was like puppets, wasn't it? But well, it was like animated puppets. It was like stop motion animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still animation. I have to see that. I'm it was. It, I've seen some clips. It's weird. It's Where did you see Anomalisa? Down in Philly. Oh, because it's not playing around here. Nah, dim- yeah. I don't think it did. We all we get all. is Hunger Games, Catching uh, Fire again. I didn't see that. <laughs> Four theaters of Star Wars. Great, uh, okay. guys. <laughs> Jeff, yes. Top, top five. You know, this is a. It's been quite the year. You know, I don't think we have any standout classic films of all time, but we had some uh, some great films, and those include. So this was not the best year for for films. You know. It, it's just one of those years that, you know, I don't it think... It happened? It just happened since 2007. <laughs> like Hurricane Katrina? Like, I look at 2007. It was, in I look fact, at like a year. Atonement, No oh, Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, Michael Clayton, uh, Juno. I mean, I, I just remember 
you know, the, you uh, like Juno? Yeah. Uh, that's at the bottom of that list. I was 16 at the time. It was it's, at, it's the at the bottom of five. The yeah, that was good. It's good, but you know, but I'm, I'm looking at this year, like uh, many great films, uh, oh, but none that are you know classic. <laughs> but at the top of my list this year, Spotlight, mm-hmm. definitely Room. Holy, <laughs> I didn't see that yet. Is it the Brie Larson one? Yeah, I yes. Need to okay. See that. Amazing movie. Didn't Brooklyn right goes up there. What's Brooklyn about? Oh my uh, gosh! The, I, yeah. uh, is that that's on iTunes right now? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Cersei yeah. Ronan plays uh, a young. Yes. Uh, no one can pronounce her name. Yeah, sure, I, sure. I just did. I just Cersei. Whatever I said is correct, Rich. Don't oh, ever fine. question me. I just call her Hannah. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so Susie Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> gets drunk and comes over from uh, she comes over from Ireland, you know, and she uh she decides to screw two mates, you know, one on the uh, the mainland and one back in Ireland. Is this a period piece? It is a yes. period mm-hmm. piece. Okay. Yes. So yeah, Brooklyn nineteen fifty once a month either. But um but uh, wow. wow, like these guys are full of testosterone. Yes, they are. But More than uh, I usually. It's a beautiful period piece, though. And, uh, you know, Brooke, Brooklyn. Now I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, well, I, you know, I just went there. So, Brooklyn 1950s is presented uh, beautifully. And uh, the scenes back in Ireland are presented beautifully. What a great performance from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole movie is just uh, very well done. It's a very simply stated piece, well directed, well presented, well acted. Uh, I can't say enough great things about Brooklyn. So there you go. And then Spotlight appears there. I have seen that. And I just Mm -hmm. recently read on Rotten Tomatoes some uh, accredited uh, uh, reviewer who I won't even even give his name uh, any, you know. Why can't you give his name? uh, It might get us pressed. Because I'm too drunk to remember. But, you know, uh, he just, (laughs) (laughs) he talked about how shoddily directed the movie was, you know. What? What a fuck face. You know, Tom McCarthy. (laughs) Welcome to to the new age critic. What an idiot. (laughs) You know, One word review. Fuck this flick. <laughs> Everything was presented in such a straightforward manner in this movie. That's why I loved. loved it, it was like a throwback to like Pakula and like all that it really stuff. Was. It was well, a procedural. You know, it was just really the nice. Facts, ma'am, only the facts. You know, they're not worried about what they do when they go home. Uh, and and just to update the audience base, it, it's based on the allegation, not the allegation, not to know the truth. <laughs> what yeah, what the actually truth happened? Of uh, you know the Boston Globe uncovering what happened with the uh, Catholic Church, the Diocese of Boston, and you know it, it just goes beyond the Catholic Church, uh, the diocese, uh, I'm Catholic. I'm becoming Catholic, actually. And uh, it goes beyond- Welcome uh, to the club. Thank mm. you very much. You know, uh, I'm becoming uh, older. I, I'm pretty much a non-dues-paying member right now. <laughs> well, about alien there's Jesus. dues? I'm covering your end, all right? <laughs> every, so. Yeah, every week when they pass that plate, there's dues. <laughs> but goes, uh, so, you know, Jeff, it's uh, uh, we've doubled membership this month, uh, the fee, <laughs> <laughs> because Rich ain't showing up. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. I'll tell you about Alien Jesus later. It's part of the, <laughs> part of the whole thing. Wow. All right. So Spotlight. He's a great man. Which is which is actually directed by an actor. Uh, well, Tom McCarthy. You know, he did the Station Agent, which yes. is, you know has a lot of local ties. It does. Like mm-hmm. uh, Tom McCarthy's always done some great work, and uh, you know, it's a very straightforward piece. But it harkens back to um, all the president's men. I don't mean that in the sense that you know it's journalists uncovering something that's true. It doesn't worry about their politics or what happens at home. No, it's just it's the just news about uncovering the truth. Yeah. But you know. They couldn't have handheld cameras back then. Otherwise, they would have gone for a very straightforward approach. So, right. so anybody to say that this is a very shoddily directed movie. It's, it's just, not. You know, it, it's, it's like a fly on the wall. And this movie just goes. Uh, and there's very little preaching. There's very mm-hmm. little commentary in it. And that's what I love about this movie. Because mm-hmm. if you really do have a faith, it doesn't shatter your faith. In fact, this had to be uncovered 
I mean, these it chat, it chat, well, it, it, it puts into question the institution in the institution. Boston and but the Archbishop. But it goes beyond just the church. You know, there's so many institutions within, uh, you know, Boston. And if you go beyond and, and, and politics uh, globally, on uh, you know, just cover this up. You know, it's just amazing. I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but there was, a, there, was a, there was one moment in it. I forget the, who the journalist was. Remember when he, when he walked out of his house? Yeah. Because he, he, he knew one yeah. of their quote yeah. unquote the safe houses was around the corner. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this, and it just stays with them and just goes. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that that was just and really I, well I, done. I feel bad. I can't remember that actor's name right now, but he's, you know, surrounded he's great. by Michael yeah, Keaton. He was great in there. And, um, you know, the rest of that cast. And, you know, it's like, oh, there's a star. There's a star. There's a star. There's a guy with a mustache. There's a guy, you know, there's a star. There's <laughs> but a it's star. He, but and it's an ensemble. His mustache. Own. His yeah. mustache was the star. But, but he, he holds his own. And he's fantastic in that movie. He's fantastic in that moment. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the few times you actually kind of do follow them home because it's, you know, the movie wants to give, you know, the audience various little avenues to explore their own reactions to this like how would you feel if you discovered this was right around the corner from from your own home right how would you feel if your your grandmother was still very strongly uh in the catholic church and well also faithful? how do you and then you have right the rachel mcadams character you know doing you know in, in, in that, that moment for him how do you feel when you can't tell anybody exactly <laughs> that yeah. that's about as close as they get to i would say a conventional hollywood story moment but they kind of pull back from that and i really appreciate that uh, i thought it was very film. well done it's not about being subjective it's just about getting to the truth of the matter you know and all movies are subjective but this possibly is the least of all of them this year you know that really with such a lightning rod subject matter you know i think it's uh, tom mccarthy's done great work for years this is a great movie and the reason i center on this film is because you haven't seen the, the cobbler f- have you <laughs> did he do that oh yeah oh don't. boy yeah, okay, <laughs> hey that's, don't. spielberg Sorry. doesn't hit it out of the park every true, time true. Yes. i've seen 1941 i've seen always so anyway there's a um, <laughs> coming into the so race I. this was the uh, <laughs> this was a front runner among all of them but the race has changed many times since then going up to the academy awards i think spotlight i don't think anybody would argue with me here was the big front runner coming into the uh, the awards race early oh yep. yeah but yeah. it's changed uh, exponentially and i yep. guess we'll talk about that as we go on yeah jerk hey what's up <laughs> so are we at least he knows his name so i mean are well, we uh i have a list of 10 so are we going by we going by top 5 is that what we're doing no, just if you want to list ten, because 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 none of us seem like we can keep our mouths shut, so yeah, we'll just hop I'll in. What, I'll mention I'll mention the films that we haven't addressed so far. So for me, I, I, number four on my list, it follows is there. Oh my god, do I love this movie! It follows. It's was, a very polarizing film. It was great. It was fantastic. What was polarizing about it for you? There's a, there's who was it? Tarantino came out and was like, "Fuck that movie." Yeah, and I'm not sure why. Um. I, I liked I, the, I, I liked I liked the minimalism of it. Absolutely, it created terror. And um, there was one scene in it where they're at the school, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there with my with my fiance now, and I looked at her and I said, I said, honey, that's just that's just two three hundred and sixty degree pans, and they frightened the hell out of yep. me. Yep. And I liked the wheelchair. Um, I thought the way they, uh, the camera work, I think is the thing that's most horrifying about that mm-hmm. because I think it's very, uh, I wouldn't say first person, whatever, but I think, I think as a culture, we're starting to get more towards like, I'm going to watch this guy in a GoPro go down an entire well, mountain. That's sort of PO, the POV. You know, it's kind of like that, view. but it's not, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just like this locked off camera and, and mm-hmm. I like the idea of them using it on I, especially the wheel. I like the wheelchair idea of it, where it was locked on her face, and it was 
you know. The scene I always point to is the one. I was a little let down by the pool scene. Yeah, no, I, I expected me, more from that. Me and my, uh, yeah, I've debated the ending a lot. Um, and I'm on the side of, I don't really, I'm not too fond of the ending, but it does none. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. The pool scene doesn't make any sense. It like no. nothing about the pool scene makes sense to me, but I think the sort of overall film, like the, as a whole package, I feel like it delivers. No, performances were all, but the the girl in that was from The Guest, which I li- I really liked The Guest last year. Yeah, she was in that one. Yeah, yeah, she was the daughter in The Guest. She was. You're right. The uh, to to bring up your point of uh, sort of the tension that built up. The scene I always bring up is the one where they're sitting in the circle in the field. And is that with the other kid, the kid who gave the it? Kids, the kids telling her what, what, the, what happened, okay. what how he got it, how he. Uh, how he transferred it and how it works. Right. How it can disguise as anybody, all this stuff. And in the background, I, I've, I I saw that. You see this girl just sort of meandering, just like slowly towards camera, slowly towards camera. Yeah. And she's walking, just hands at her side, stiff, like the, like, like the like monster it. has been shown previously to be walking. And the whole scene, she's just getting closer and no one notices. They just keep talking. She's like coming from a soccer practice. She has like stuff over her right. shoulder. Like she's just coming closer and closer to screen and just close and no one's addressing it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, oh okay. Like this is this is going to be our first confrontation with this, with this thing. Like whatever this thing is, we're about to see it in action. It, and then, you know, it, she gets closer and closer and closer. And then they all turn and she just walks right by. She's like, it's not her. Just it, It's not the monster. It just keeps walking. Do you know what it's like? It, <laughs> Were you excited for that moment? Oh, so excited. So it's like it's like the pretty girl at the restaurant yeah. that you think is waving at oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey. Yeah. And it's totally the guy behind you. For me, you. it's the waiter with the food. Like the waiter's coming by with like a plate and you're like, oh, is it my? No. <laughs> and you have to like. Pretend- for you, it's not about romance. Yeah, it's about chicken yeah, nuggets. You have to like pretend you didn't make eye contact. Like, oh, oh no. That wasn't my steak. <laughs> no, I really like that. I like that movie so much that I bought it. Yes, I really enjoyed that. It's number four on my list, which is pretty high up. Um, <laughs> but not compared to three, two, and one. No, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. You know, I'm always fascinated that horror movies seem to be the most cinematic of films mm-hmm. because they definitely rely on all the tools of movie making. Yeah, yep. And they're the ones that always seem to be uh, the most overlooked. Overlooked. Yeah. Looked down the nose on by. Oh, it's just a horror movie, but. Compared to, you know, even when you see some great filmmaking like in Spotlight, you know, that, of course, will get because it's a more serious uh, mm-hmm. subject matter rather than just eh, it's a genre, not a genre film, you know, like the Babadook or yeah, yeah, I, bring follows up that. Or I like that. Like that. I, I, oh. I mean, that was that was Babadook came out this year, didn't it? Last, Last year. year. Yeah. That was a 2014 yeah. movie. Yep. That was that movie Late was 2014, fantastic but. for me. One of one of the one of my favorite horror movies. All right. So keep going down your list, man. Right, we're well, not af- we're not afraid to listen to you. We haven't mentioned we we mentioned um, Mad Max briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that on your list? It is. It's number three. Ah, um, I'm curious. At number, did you rank these by, by enjoyment? My enjoyment of the film. So yes. number one is the one you. Number hands one is down. the film I enjoyed the most. Okay, keep Which, going. Uh, do you want me to go from ten up, or do you want me to go from one down? I want you to go from ten up. Ten up. All right. Skipping so, four. No. Yeah. No. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my whole spiel on it. Follows again. It's gonna be no. Great no. For the second time. No. Number ten. The Martian. Matt Damon in space. Fantastic. I really enjoyed the. Martian. I really like the Martian. 
didn't like it enough to put it above, you know, some other films on the list just because, and I, I wrote this, um, I wrote this in a piece that's going to be coming out in a couple days. But about the Martian? Well, you didn't you, you didn't publish his review of the Martian yet? No, the top ten. No, oh, okay. it's, my, it's in my top ten list. It's, it's on Blu-ray. My, yeah, no, I wrote it up on my top ten list. But I cared more about Sean Bean and his adventure back to um, Mordor. But, well, that, that's funny. Made that joke in the piece, uh, but I that was weird, about, wasn't it? That it they was, did it was. make a Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. They did hundred percent. And you're like, Boromir? It's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. But uh, I cared about the astronauts and Matt Damon, like the guys on the ship coming back. Yeah. Far more than I gave a shit about Earth, uh, like the Earth bureaucracy that was going through. Like, I mean, it's great. You have, you know, the guy from Dumb and Dumber, good actor. Can't remember his name right now. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Jeff Daniels. You had Jeff Daniels as like the president of NASA. Totally believable. The president of NASA. Yeah. 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 President of NASA. Is that like the 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 dictator of Popeye's chicken? 100%. Yes. (laughs) President of NASA. I'm Um, the mayor of. (laughs) I'm the mayor of movies. Mary McCheese. But I. The president of NASA. We've elected you president of NASA. Yep. Yep, that means global uh, ruler. I just pretty much thought he was playing his newsroom character who yes. just left, which the, I loved. Yeah, I loved the, the newsroom network yeah. and just went over. He's good and as I'm fine that with character. that. I'm going to pretend that's Will McAvoy yeah. as I watch. The He's Martian good as that character. I just but read uh, what was it? Yahoo has their the Chive just posted up something about like how Yahoo movie reviewers are dicks. And somebody gave the yeah. Martian. They said <laughs> it was one star, and they said this is bullshit. There was not one Martian. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I saw it in 3D. They 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 used 3D very well in that film. I, I thought didn't it see was, it in 3D. I'm, I'm a big I'm 3D junkie. Against the 3D thing. I'm James. I'm a, you know I hop on the James Cameron bandwagon. Bucks. Sorry. You what? I don't want to pay 13 bucks to watch like Matt Damon's face fly in 3D. I'm it was really impressive, well, especially I, when I it was gaunt. As a as, as a as a movie reviewing tool, hmm. do you think? Um, and I, I've talked to um, Mike Evans, uh, who reviews movies for Rock 107. Okay. And he does not like this. Do you try to see movies natural? Do you? Try to avoid all the tricks yes. and, and trades just to see it. Are we calling tricks and trades like 3D or? 3D and uh, X. smell a vision Sm- oh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I took the joke out of it, my mouth. It sometimes, it depends because mm-hmm. um, sometimes, yeah, 3D is just kind of there as uh, a way to get a couple of extra bucks out of every butt they get into a seat. Um, sometimes you know that the filmmaker is going to really work with the 3D and they might be doing something interesting with it. Um, now, um, God, Oz, the great and, ter- uh, powerful, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan, not his best film, but I was, you know, going to, I saw that in 3d because I was hoping he'd be able to do something, you know, a little bit, you know, fun and energetic with the 3d. Right. He hasn't done anything exciting in a few years. No, I know. Drag me to hell. I've, although Drag me to hell. the pilot the for film. Ash versus the evil dead was a lot of fun. Yes. I didn't watch oh, that like yet. That. Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, it's so much fun. The show's pretty good there's a couple of episodes that kind of dip there's a couple of story points they linger on for a little once they go long, back to the I cabin think, it's just yeah it's i haven't seen it yeah, no, no. i Wait, finish it okay only keep going down the list we're not afraid spoiler they go back to the cabin right. sorry hey, guys hey. i haven't seen Oops. it so it's the evil dead how can let's we go, not oh, wait we have to finish your let's list let's go through the list uh rapid fire we'll just go right up. all right cool 10 martian nine straight out of compton eight big short seven x machina really like that a lot of people ignored that movie. I really, really liked it. I just think it's because they can't pronounce it. on my list. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, six Alex Danish Garland, girl. man. Yeah. Six Danish it? Girl, five Spotlight, four previously mentioned, three Mad Max, Fury Road, 
two Hateful Eight, and one is Revenant. Oh, I don't agree with your top two. Why? Um, because Hateful Eight fell off a truck into my basement. What? When? <laughs> and what does um, that mean? time out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Get that dingus out of your mouth. I know. Um, I don't know. I think. I think. Sack shooter. I think the idea. I, I, I heard. I fell asleep, so I heard the last forty-five minutes were good. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's. I think he's getting exhausting and very self-absorbed with I himself. Think, I think this was his best one since Jackie Brown in Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown's the only movie I ever walked out of in my life. Really hated really? it. Oh, I hated it. Wow. Yeah, no, Jackie Brown. Inglorious Bastards. I loved. Um, Django and Chain. I loved. Um, See, I thought Django was in need of an editor. No, really. I nope. thought. I loved thought every Jan- moment of it. What, horse dancing. Come on now. Where was the horse dancing? At the end, he danced with the horse. He Come did on a now. little dressage. It's, yes. So what? He's Django. He just he was, defeated everyone. And he was celebrating. <laughs> I don't care who you are, Quentin Tarantino. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? That, that goes back to Quentin. With his wife and freedom, <laughs> and he on. did a little dressage. Listen, all Let I want to say, Quentin, show off his skills. I'm talking directly in the to last because I know the, you're listening. Stop. No more horse dancing. In the Stop last it. Boy Scout, Bruce Willis, when he defeated the bad guy, did a jig. I was okay with that too. But Bruce Willis isn't a horse. He's like slightly above a horse. I was actually really impressed. I'm like, wow, Django knows how to make that horse dance. Mm. It's hard enough to ride a horse. He made it dance. All right. Mm -hmm. And The Revenant, you lost me. Django was a a, a little long. You lost me. And Well, all of his movies are. And The Revenant is a beautiful film. 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me... I, I just it, it wasn't like to me it wasn't one of those things where I'm like oh my god everything's changed because Inaratu did shot with natural light. Well, okay. I'm uh, now I do agree that it's not sort of a life changing film. Sure, but was it the best this year for me? Absolutely. Visuals, performance. So just, when you think of when you think of see when I think of best this year, it has to have replay value. It, uh, I would watch The Revenant again over and over again. More, yes, more than once. I would watch Revenant uh, again. It, I like would, Twister? but it wouldn't be on the top it's of what? my to rewatch list. No. Uh, it's, it's, it's Rich, what would you say were your, your top ones? Um let's see. I I had um Spotlight. Uh actually my top five were pretty much what I said before then. Okay. Uh, Anomalisa, Star Wars, Tangerine, Big Short, and Spotlight, you know, five to one right okay. there. I thought um, JJ used three D well. Ten to ten to six. Um actually on my published top 10 list, I cheated and I went with two titles for number 10, um, Amy, the documentary, mm-hmm. and an Indian film. Was that um, really good? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, oh, I got to yes. see it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, spoiler, she dies in the end. Oh, ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they tried to make her go to rehab. <laughs> and she said no. No. No, no. 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 Uh, an Indian film by the name of uh, Bajrani Bajan, which I thought was really good. Um one of the thousands they have produced in the last year. True, true. Um, and I want to circle back to a good just one how slips awesome the crack. it is that Cinemark gets um, gets Indian films in every yes, now and then. 100%. Um, I think every week they have one. Just about. Yeah. I, I, and I write about Hollywood stuff all the time. So I just go up to Cinemark and say, okay, whatever the Indian Did you go on a Lark is, to go um, see that one? No. I've been <laughs> making it over the last year, year and a half, making it a point just to go see whatever Indian film they get mm-hmm. in. Really? If I have a chance. Yep. Just because... I'm walking into a movie I know nothing about. Yep. How often are, is it in English? Uh, mostly subtitles. subtitles. A lot of time they're speaking in um, Hindi, and then they'll, for whatever reason, and I have no idea why, what cultural thing informs this, they'll say a line or two in English, mm-hmm. and then they'll go back 
you know, into yep. foreign language. That's so strange. It is. No, you know, and real quick, I'm still trying to work you out. You know, out? Yeah, no, well, he's saying like one or two lines in the entire film. Yeah. That's it, yeah. for no reason. In well, just for, I mean, are they in like the middle of a sentence and they're just like Vin Diesel's the much best? They'll, they'll Back like to Hindi. A section of dialogue that's maybe five, six sentences, and then the fifth and sixth sentence is in English, and the first four were in Hindi or whatever. Does that usually get you off guard? You're like, that was it's, a weird yeah, place does, to put it that. Does. I, you know, I've been trying to figure out exactly why that happens. You know, is it because they need some kind of emphasis? Is it some kind of weird holdover from when they were, you know, uh, a colonial part of? Britain, Britain? yeah. Uh, I just can't figure it out. It, <laughs> can you it, imagine it, the Queen of England? You can speak your tongue, but every fifth and sixth sentence worst. must be English. <laughs> you, you suddenly think you're on an Apple Queen support I've line when you hear uh, the English. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Apple. Oh, I am Bob. How can I help you? Oh, <laughs> oh now I feel comfortable. Thank oh, yeah. you. Mm. I mean, since I already since I already spoke directly uh, to Quinn before, I just want to speak to Cinemark directly, real quick. So you, guys, <laughs> you guys can carry. You hold on. So wait, you guys can carry. An Indian film every week, which is great. It's awesome. But you can't put room in theaters. Really? It, it, it is in theaters now. It does. Oh, is Denmark. it? Is it around now? Yeah. Oh, well, I look foolish. And Slumdog Millionaire 2. <laughs> no, 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 no. You too. sound foolish. I sound foolish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not you the don't look room. it yet. Room. Well, until we get online. <laughs> Stick with me, audience. Yeah. <laughs> but at I number nine, foolish. I had uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, a romantic comedy uh, from Sundance back in January with Jason Sudeikis and... Um, um, really? Yeah. Yep. Alison Brie. Uh, <coughs> Isn't he Brie. dating someone hot? Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Olivia. Friends. Is yeah. that who it is? Or, is it her? I love Alison Brie. Sleeping with other people. No, uh, Sudeikis is. People, uh, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> oh my, Olivia <laughs> Wilde. Yeah. That's who I even wrote it down yeah. wrong. Yeah. She was on House. Yes. Yeah, I bowled with her. Every time you have like, a brain fart like that, yeah, after your dad's oh, been wow. diagnosed, Alison Brie was on house with Alzheimer's. No, uh, she's good at Olivia uh, Wilde was on. House. Yeah, yeah. Was she yeah. as good at bowling as Alice Cooper is at golf? I don't know. Oh, I, I have no point of reference. No. I did More golf behind. Uh, uh, who's that uh, Motown singer? Oh, I forget his name. I'll remember it later. What's number seven? Uh, well, number eight was Ex Machina. Number seven, Brooklyn, and then number six was Inside Out. Hmm. Oh, all right. Hmm. See, you have a mix. You have you have a, a balanced bag. I was trying for that too, and you know, and you know, some yeah. people are like, you know, I didn't want to be like, well, I need to put certain representation, like mm-hmm. I need to get a documentary in here. I just my initial list of like you sincerely was felt that about way. Twenty films, and even you know, that's why my I have two in for number ten. It felt hard to pull either one of those out, and I was still also looking at other films. Um, like Room, like uh, The Revenants, um, you know, Straight out of Compton and a few others that I was just like, <clears throat> I could do a top 15 maybe. But, you know, I had a lot of, I guess you would call them honorable mentions. Yeah. So so wait, what's your number one? My number one was Spotlight. Okay. I can, I don't know if that has a lot of replay for me because I'm, I'm the boom and cool movie guy. Where I'm like, if the more shit blows up, <laughs> oh, the better. Here. Same here. I, so yeah, Mad I Max is good... your number one, huh? So Mad Max would have to be your number one. Mad Max, Mad Max to me, um, I mean, Jesus, you're waiting what thirty years for that? I, it, it was mm-hmm. worth the wait. It was. You know, I don't know. You know, the thing I, I read an article where I, where it was like, it's like basically the article, and I forget where I read it, but the article was basically like, you know, you have all these young hotshot think they're 
fucking awesome filmmakers coming out trying to do new and exciting things, and here comes a 70-year-old guy to blow you all away. Yeah. Um, Did it better than all of them. Yeah. Practical effects. And, I think and, and then the best director, by the way. Absolutely. You yeah. think he should get it? He has a good I, shot I, at it. Well, I, you know, hmm. should get it. I think he's as equal as the top three in my mind for it. Yeah. Now, do you, now, but do, but do you include direct? Do I keep interrupting you? I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. So, do you include directing as in like the 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 guy with the master plan, or do you include, or, or do you just kind of boil director that, down to in question. charge of performance? I read so much about these films that I know the the inner workings of it, but. You know, I'm not sounding like I'm, I'm an insider at all, but, you know, I know I know George Miller, for instance, has just worked so long and hard on this movie and has vetoed a lot of other versions of Mad Max to get to this and what he chose for his final vision. And uh, again, as you said, somebody who is his age uh, with, you know, of any movie this year, the one that has the most visual remnants. I mean, think about these hot rods with these guys on these swinging sticks coming down. I don't think any other movie this year leaves such an indelible mark. I think that's part of it. But do you, but do you think it's iconic and like beautiful in a Cirque du Soleil way? Mm, it goes beyond that. I it think was it, Cirque you know, du Soleil. It, well, it, well, I mean, because because when people go like, "Who's the best director?" You know, I always think the director is the person in charge of performance. And if the director does their job right, the performances are fantastic. Certainly that came into it, too. And the performances in that movie were uh, phenomenal. I mean, they're they're phenomenal in Spotlight, a number of other movies. But this is a very different movie. And this yeah. is something that you were bringing up. Uh, you know, he said, is Fury Road your fav- favorite movie? And I, I know Star Wars was on your list as mm-hmm. well. We've entered. We're in a very vaulted realm right now where... We have blockbusters among the best picture nominees, yeah. which is so rare. I mean, you think back to when Star Wars came out in 77, Star Wars would never, never be up there with, uh, you know, it was Spotlight. Uh, the original Star Wars in 77 was nominated for best picture. It was, it was lost yeah, lost yeah, Annie Hall. Lost Annie Hall. But it didn't become oh, a, a standard. Woody Allen. It didn't become a standard <laughs> where like the... Uh, 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 the blockbuster became like a, you know, and I think Jaws maybe two years earlier, yeah. maybe Close Encounters. But you're right, and genre is they were the early examples of the blockbuster. And yeah, like beyond that, it just became like kind of a joke that these uh, these money movies that made so much money. But that's why they opened up to ten nominees. Uh, if based on the uh, you know the the numbers quotient, uh, it could be. I think they opened it up so they get more people to watch. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that that, that that's <laughs> it. But it opened up to blockbusters basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the quality. So it's like here's your arty film, and we're also going to yeah, throw in. Yeah, the quality of blockbusters has gotten much better. I want to say uh, overall, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, etc. But I was having this uh, conversation with John McCulloch, who's been a guest on the show before. Oh, the other McCulloch. Day. Yeah, and um, you know, he feels, and I feel to a degree that he feels strongly about whatever he says. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> That's why I love him. But I like, uh, I have know, to pee. The, the quality of the blockbusters you, has gotten better, but also. Uh, <laughs> The field for um, uh, the uh, we'll say the independent fair has gotten uh, it's gotten harder for independent fair to kind of uh, breach that uh, you know that fold and come in you know that's why Sundance just taking place this week is so important but uh, it's it's it, not yeah I don't well, think so but I don't but, think Sundance you know, one of my is films, sleeping with the uh, sleeping with other people was a big Sundance mm-hmm. hit and they just fumbled the release. No one yeah. saw it. Whereas um, Tangerine was also a uh, Sundance film uh, last year mm-hmm. and the right people saw it because it started to get a lot of, um, you know, critical buzz. And that's what 
you well, know, induced me it, to check it out. Well, also, there's a, there's, a, there's a strange attractor about that film. Hmm. It was it was all shot on an iPhone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sure. iPhone. Yeah. Uh, but but overlook that. But and, I mean, that's yeah. the thing that. But that's the thing that's going to get. If that's the thing where it's like, I got to see this movie shot on an iPhone. If that's the thing that gets them through the door to make them like it and walk away feeling good about it, it, I guess. But yeah, it's. It, but don't dismiss it because you heard it was shot on an iPhone. No, no, no. I've, I'm really good. That's not, that's no, where it gets scary. Is like you could good. you could, and I don't think I don't think the marketing team ever ever mentioned it. It was just like this is a really good film. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Ah, oh. I heard it was good. It's, it's, it's on it's, Netflix right now. It's phenomenal. It's, oh, is it on Netflix yeah, right no, now? I think it's 88 minutes, so it's not even that long a a sit for you. You know, if you got I got an hour. I could sit for a while. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's did, an impressive movie. When, when yeah. you were watching um Hateful Eight, uh did you include your own intermission for that or <laughs> No, but he's but here's it like it, it's it's I understand the the concept of being nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I understand longing for days of better past. Um I get that. You know, I was I was listening to um, oh, who's the guy that wrote Breaking Bad? What's his name? Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan, who used to write for X Files. Like yeah. that's where he got his start. And you know, he they were talking about Better Call Saul and 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 Breaking Bad, and it was a podcast. And he's he's like he, he's like you know, Breaking Bad was one of the last TV shows to shoot on film. He goes, I fought it forever, like the digital switch. And he goes, I don't even you know. He goes, there's a magic to film. He goes, but I don't know why I stopped. Like, like why I fought it so hard. He goes like, because the moment you shoot it, you, you digitize it anyways. He's like, so now we're we're working on Ari's, and you know, the Revenant was shot in the the new Ari sixty five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't get it. Like he's like he's kicking and screaming. You know, I think to not leave the sixties or the seventies. Well, that's his whole behind. Thing, like that's his whole that's his whole shebang. His whole thing. Oh, Jamie Fox, the ghetto. Well, no, not Jamie. <laughs> at the Golden no. Globes, no. When he said like, his he, whole he made some comment at the Golden Globes, and Django came out and kind of just went. Pfft. Yeah. Well, his his whole thing is, uh, Quinn. I'm talking to you again. His whole his whole. You know, thing, this isn't a direct line to him, right? You shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> so the first, the first. I mean, you can keep trying. I'll keep laughing at you. Uh-huh. The, uh, his whole thing is that he learned from those classic films is that those are his inspiration he uh, he didn't go to you know he didn't go to film school he watched movies and was a fan of movies that now makes movies yeah but i but i also think his work is very derivative when you think about it he's like he's like he's like you know we're gonna make grindhouse which goes back to those you know the the double movie nights and blah 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 Mm -hmm. like he's never he's never really done something that wasn't derivative of something else you understand what I'm, do you understand that? Is it really bad? He, he, he makes it so much yes. different. He, I mean, but I how think, is he, but how is he like, I'm going to tackle the Western. All right, Quentin, I'm going to shoot it in 70 millimeter. All right, Quentin. Essentially, like no one's going to see. What or you're, you're saying is he already kind of puts a handicap on his creativity because, because he's, he's saying, because what he's, he's saying already is going in saying, all right, I have to make it this way, you know, in this genre done this way before he even gets to actually like, you know, sitting down and writing everything. Yeah. Like, like saying. he's a big Leone fan, right? right. So he's a big right. Sergio. Leone. So obviously the hateful eight and Django and like those movies are going to look like spaghetti. And he'll say, I love spaghetti Westerns. That's yep. what I like to do. Right. When he's saying I'm making a spaghetti Western, that's what you're, he's putting himself there. That's like me going like, it's when Abrams did Super 8. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, his Spielberg. It's gonna. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You, we know what you're doing. <laughs> well, we're we're also in this era too, where I I think. Uh, and I'm I'm sure you know Rich can can definitely attest to this. You you know so much, and and Jeff too. Really, you could you could you, you hear so much about the movie. You're reading so much about it. You're it affects the way that you actually see the movie when you finally watch it in a way because you're reading so much about you know oh the director went through this and he said that and that sort of thing. Like there was more talk I think about Tarantino, uh, you know, talking out about police brutality than I think there was about Hateful Eight. So by the time Hateful Eight came out. So many people were talking about that that there was so less focus on the actual film. You know, like now we're just getting to the point where we're talking about Hateful Eight as a movie because now it's you know more more well, I people mean, have seen I mean, it. I mean, the- but like there's so much conversation about him <laughs> that it's hard to to take that out of it. Like because he's such a talking head too. Like he's always on. Oh. He's always saying something. He's always on television. He's always doing these interviews. Like and he's always, ducks feet underwater. And he says this you know some some crazy bombastic shit sometimes and. And it makes you kind of have an idea of what you think he is or, or what he's doing going into the film. Because like, uh, you know, like you said, like uh, Hateful Eight kind of comes off a little uh, self-indulgent in, in, in parts. Yeah. Because it's like, OK, you know what? Any other director would have cut here, but you're going to keep going because you're like, oh, no, I'm Tarantino and I'm putting you through this and you're going to watch it because I'm Tarantino and I'm right. telling you to watch it. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, so, I yeah, feel like it's almost sacrilege to be like, I didn't like Hateful Eight. Right, yeah. There's mm-hmm. all, and and I'm not saying I didn't. I just right. fell asleep. And and I Burn and I witch. and I say this Burn as a Tarantino fan. I have right. all, I have all of his films. I enjoy all his movies. But yeah, there there does get to a point where I think he is starting to get a little bit self indulgent in himself. And and I'm I'm being kind by saying that. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's he's a little too much. Like. I'm going to Tarantino this up. You know what I mean? Like uh, this particular scene or this yeah, well, particular well, well, performance. I mean, I mean when, when, that's what people expect from me. You when know, he, when like he's, when he's an adjective, when you, when you do something Tarantino esque, right? Yeah, right. Right. What, what are you doing? It, yeah. It almost becomes self parody well, a little bit, but isn't that what he's doing? Isn't, isn't but he's, entire, t- but what, in other words, he's, he, he took, look, this is a guy who got his film education in a blockbuster. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which I get. That's fine. Um, he, I, I, I like James Cameron, right? I like David Fincher. I like, you know, I like F. Gary Gray. I like, you know, all these guys. If I, you know, th- there was an era, you know, God, God forbid, if I ever, if I ever went out and said, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, dolphin murder movie. What? Because I love Jaws. As one does. <laughs> you know? Like out of a John Cusick. I mean, what was that movie? Is the, the I mean, do- Dolphin with Rabies or something? Film, right? Dolphin Murder? <laughs> no, what was the John out. Cusack movie where played it was like out. Better Off Dead or something? There was one summer, ra- it's one, one where it was like the summer? Dolphin had rabies. What? No, it wasn't One it was Crazy awesome. Summer, was it? It was One Crazy Summer okay. with Kurt the Dolphin had rabies. Waterworld? Savage Steve Holtman, the guy who also did direct Better Off Dead. I mean those. I mean that. But but I mean that's like me. That's like I love better off. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Unapologetically, yeah. huge, no, no. Huge that's fan it's of that the movie. most eminently quotable movie. It um, it's fantastic. The the problem the problem with his with him right and even like to go as far as to get Ennio Morricone to do the fucking score, like he's literally trying to be Sergio Leone. Yes. Stop. Be, why don't, there was already a Sergio Leone. Why don't you just try to be Tarantino? Like he's, I like Tarantino, but he's, he's like a self-proclaimed plagiarist. But here's the thing, by, and he admits to it, and and, and under the guise of homage. Yeah, by, but but I appreciate um, his 
willingness to want to recreate theatrical mm-hmm. experiences of yesteryear. Yep. Like a 70 millimeter road show with an intermission. Uh, you know, when have we ever seen a film like that? It's, it's always about, we're never going keep, to, keep they don't exist short to get the butts in the seats and then get them out of the theater so we can get some more butts in the seats. But they were, but here's, but here's Michael the interesting Bay, thing. Huh. They used 70 millimeter at the time mm-hmm. was the same thing as going IMAX. Just about, yeah. It's basically a trick. It might be beautiful, mm-hmm. but there's only about 40 theaters in America that can show it. True. So you're never going to get like the full experience, regardless of and where it, you go. Even the critics screening that I went to, they said, yo, you're getting the roadshow experience. And then I show up in uh, Philly at the Ritz Bourse. And it was, yeah, it was the roadshow, but it was uh, it was a digital screening. So right. I was, so, was kind of disappointed. I'll admit that. But 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 I, but I mean like here's a guy who's like totally against you know new technology and blah blah mm-hmm. blah like trust me they didn't they didn't edit hateful eight on a Steinbeck <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like stop you know just mm-hmm. and do your own thing like I heard him mention that he's gonna he's gonna tackle horror as a genre next I don't know if that's true he's but I'm curious gonna... on who he'd pay homage to he's also planning on moving into the TV realm. Like he said, he's probably not going to do another film. He's probably going to go to TV. I enjoy television now more than I do film. I think he would work great as as far as stories go. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I just I just find it way more immersive. Can't like Saturday night at like ten o'clock, I watched all of season three so far of The Blacklist. That's what I do. Mm. It's a good show. I like that show. So wonder, I, James I like Spader's awesome. Yeah, I like that show. I want to see that guy read the phone book. I want to hear that. <laughs> Isn't that like what he it. did in uh, Age of Ultron? Ooh. Wasn't that? That was a shitty movie, it wasn't was it? Bad. It was so bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel. I thought Joss Whedon was going to slit his wrists on, twi- on Twitter. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I'm never going to make movies again. I feel so Good, bad Joss. for that dude, man. Mm. Good. Nah, but I, that's what happens when you get into the corporate machinations of everything that, that works. Totally. That wasn't. You know. You know we're It's like up. blaming Edgar Wright for I, you know Ant Man. It's not his fault. He didn't direct it. No. Isn't uh, this March like the 20th anniversary of the uh, premiere of Buffy on TV? Oh wow! Very well, could be. I, think, I, I know it was March. I can't remember if it was ninety six or ninety seven. I mean, but here I but, interviewed him back in the day. For did the you really? Theater. Yeah, back when he was like, "Oh yeah, I did some rewrites on toys on this this movie called Toy Story uh, <laughs> that no one's ever going to hear of." You know, it was, it was incredible. You know, really nice guy. Yeah, I don't think I can get him on the phone now, but um, oh, you can, you can try. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you know, you can't win the lotto if you don't buy a ticket. Put him on speaker. Oh yeah, hold on. Let Call me him right now. I felt so bad for him after Age of Ultron came out because you could tell he wanted to like say all this like uh, I, I just went through fucking hell to make this and it didn't really turn out how I wanted it or whatever. And he's trying to say now, oh, yeah, well, you know, we had our disagreements, but no, it's the film I wanted to make. Give it a couple years till he's mm-hmm. completely out of that whole web and off out of all the legal shit and everything. He's gonna be he's gonna be talking so much shit because I just I, I, I the whole movie I kept feeling like I like debated this, death. <laughs> Thanks, Joss. This is it. Just didn't feel like him at all. I mean, mm-hmm. other than the fact that uh, he had to immediately kill a character yes. like that was essential. Which I I, I have. Uh, a, a piece that I'm working on uh, probably in the next couple of weeks that I'm going to put out that I I really can't and this, this it's a trend in comic books and now it's blending into the comic book movies where we meet a quota where we have to kill a character to, to by the end of this film to feel important and I feel like that's such a handicap going yeah. into things that we have to have at least one character sacrifice every movie I th- think the character death here though uh, due to its and one other I, the character death yeah. in, refer, in reference to Quicksilver. 
Yeah. Okay. In, in, in Avengers Age of, Ultron. Age of Ultron. Because both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch kind of have that dual sharing between 20th Century Fox as X-Men rights right. and what Marvel Studio has in terms of uh, film rights for characters. Right. I kind of got the feeling that they said, okay, you guys can use... Once. (laughs) Yeah, Fox basically said, go ahead, use Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, But we really liked how Quicksilver came off in our last X-Men movie, so we want to use him again more. And everything I've read about um, the next X-Men film says, yep, Quicksilver is going to be in it. They've made no mention to Scarlet Witch. So I think they basically just made a deal that says, look, you can have have them for one (laughs) movie. Kill him off, and then just keep using Scarlet Witch. I, the, I honestly think that's keep the deal Elizabeth that Olsen will never take her back. Yeah, which you can no, have one, her. no one has ever said anything to that effect. Yeah, but, but you know that's behind feeling. the scenes yeah, what's going on. I have. Which, like, creatively, I feel like that's such a shitty way to write movies, though. Yeah, you know, like, like, like <laughs> sure to, is, to go yeah. to go in and here's the source material you can use, but you can use that, and you can't do that, and you can do this, and you can, oh, okay, now now you can write your movie. It's like, well, well can okay, you imagine? I mean, like, I mean, what can I do with this? Point? Can you imagine the point of view of a filmmaker who's a good, like Josh Whedon's a good filmmaker? Yeah, uh, and oh, he's yeah. a great writer, right? Mm-hmm. But can you imagine like going in to do something that you've been dying to do? Like, I think he knocked out of the park with the what, Avengers, right? And well, then they walk, and then they walk in, they're like. Thanks, Joss. Look, here's all the toys you can play yeah. with, and you can't make up any new yeah, ones. Like we we have to set up, uh, and we're only gonna let you play with this one. You have to have this scene in here. We, you know, like it, it just oh, felt so just just kind thrown of have, together. Uh, yeah, but then know? but the, now he's not now he's not a director. Now he's not a filmmaker. Right now he's a foreman. Well, the Edgar Wright situation was the same thing. Edgar Wright came in with a vision. Marvel said no. No, they said yes for years. But Mm -hmm. but then then he got there. But (laughs) then he got there and was like, here's the things I want to do. And they're like, you want, excuse me? Like, no, they're they're like, this doesn't fit into the MCU. So we have to make it. And he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And then uh, he did what Josh should have done. He said, no. I'm not. I'm not doing this. Yeah, but he probably couldn't because his his manager was like, we need the money. Or they're going to sue you for breach. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it comes down to. There's no, like, the thing that, like, I, and we're probably getting off topic, but I, I you know, a lot of people don't realize that it's not. 2015. It's good. It's, it's, it's a business and there's agreements and there's contracts and there's all this stuff that, like, nobody hears about and nobody cares to hear about unless they're people like me where I'm like, you know, that's what happened. You know, it's, it's the entertainment business. They're going to take your properties, like, look, if Daredevil wasn't, or if not even Daredevil, like Deadpool, if the fans didn't speak out about that, we wouldn't be getting a Daredevil movie. Or Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh God, Damn it. Can we, I keep seeing red on the screen and I don't know whether it's Daredevil or <laughs> if Deadpool Ryan, or if Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I know Ryan, you're listening. If you ruin another <laughs> he's, not gonna, he's not gonna ruin if it. If you ruin another superhero for me, Ryan, I'm coming for you. Uh, How many has he ruined so far? Early word I'm hearing is Wonderful. you don't have to be worrying yeah. about that. I, yeah. From the trailers, be, I'm not concerned. Can't no. be more than if, ben it, if it sticks close to that script that leaked a couple Batfleck. of years ago, it's really, really sticks close to you know the Deadpool of the comics. Breaking the yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, a lot of rated that. R. Yeah, that's that's the way Deadpool should be. Mm-hmm. Not that I read so, that script, but <laughs> <laughs> it fell off a truck. We have a pause. The truck. Exactly. I, I didn't read Hateful Eight when we it have a pause. A couple we years ago, either. I'm going to take the pause. Wink, I just learned wink. a thing. Hmm. Sorry, that, Common Core? No. <laughs> so apparently, it's theoretically possible for any mammal to contract rabies. 
So when we're talking Wait, about Wait, did I dolphins, say the dolphin with rabies? You went and looked that up? Yes. <laughs> and so this is what you do when I think you're ignoring me speaking. Yeah, I, I learned a thing. Fact-checking me. So dolphins and whales can theoretically get rabies. However, since it's trans, it's transmitted via saliva, it's much more likely for uh, a, 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 a pilliped like a seal you need, or a walrus to Why couldn't you just it? say seal or walrus? The plot of However, <laughs> it's <laughs> also very unlikely that they would get one a bite. However, there's a lake in Russia where there's an outbreak in the marine mammals there. Of, of rabies. Because of, a, of course. A similar disease, canine distemper virus. Putin bit every animal in there. And that's canine how they all distemper got rabies. virus. <laughs> he did it himself. Transmitted similarly to rabies. But I did not know that a dolphin could theoretically get rabies. John Cusack, educating generations. Wow. From the 80s. Brilliant. Thank you. All right, what's next? All right, well, let, well, well let, let, after the dolphin, after we've proven that mammals, sea mammals can get rabies. Now that we that out of the way. And, and if, if we get into superhero movies, we'll probably never get off that. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to break that up. Thank you. Yes. Let's go on to the-, the I think you should just fart next time. The Oscars. There's a movie in whole, Sundance about Daniel Radcliffe I farting. I saw that. All right, so uh, I give, so what are we talking any, about? Do you have any predictions? Daniel Radcliffe as a corpse farting. Harry farting, Potter, yes. Right? yes. I saw I saw the article. They had that. me at farting corpse when I heard about this movie, I tell you. So, so that, was, dream that was near and dear to your heart oh. right there already, Rich. Oh, to be Dude, in Park wait, City this weekend. I have a spell to make I it did, yeah. smell. Dreamcatcher, man. I like Dreamcatcher. Unfortunately, uh, audience, I know you're listening. <laughs> I have to, no, no. Unfortunately, Quentin, I have to leave. Quentin, <laughs> Quentin, Ryan, Cinemark, I have to go. I'm sorry. You know, I know you're hanging on every word, but uh, I, uh don't stop, man. I have to bid Just you keep adieu. going. I have to bid you adieu. I'm sorry. Why, now, I'm why sorry. do you have to bid us adieu? Well, um, I have a thing I need to attend. What's your thing that you need to attend? I have a soccer game because I'm 10 years old. <laughs> you know, it'll be great. Did when, somebody did somebody cut up oranges for you? When well, you get that there? was actually gonna be my joke. It'll be great when I come off the field and my coach gives me some fresh orange slices. It'll be. It'll Is be he lovely. gonna? Really? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Look, I got no teeth. That's what I go for. I what? go for the orange slices. <laughs> well, thank Good you for coming on, Joe. Yeah, We're gonna no have problem. you on for a longer one. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I would love to be on for a after we watch after we watch. Uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, Oof. I'm sure that'll be great. Oh. Be bring, bring me on for that one. I could be angry for two hours. It'll be great. Oh, this will be great. I'll make sure the headphones work. <laughs> <laughs> nice meeting you. The red capes are coming. <laughs> All right, so Oscar predictions. Um, if you're playing, white people will win. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Chris Rock will have an amazing monologue. Kanye <laughs> yes. West will probably interrupt something. Wouldn't that be great if Kanye shows and just fucking <laughs> President Bush doesn't care about white people. <laughs> and then Austin Powers has this look of pure horror. <laughs> Give to uh... 9-11. <laughs> uh... I don't even know who the hell's nom. Honestly, like I've I in the last like six years I probably stopped watching the Oscars. I just don't even. I just don't even care anymore. I think Ice Cube said it best. He goes, "Why are you gonna boycott something you don't go to?" Yeah, right. <laughs> for, for me, the Oscars have always been, and this is probably why I'm not getting too upset about the whole Oscar so white thing. Is the Oscars are great when they validate your own personal taste. The Oscars suck when they don't validate your own personal taste. So it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. 
So basically, oh, the Oscars are awesome. You know, Peter Jackson got it for Return of the King. Yay. And then I can't believe, you know, so-and-so lost this year. The Oscars suck. Boo. So do you, do you, I, I watch them. I have fun. I cheer when, you know, films I like win. I kind of use it as a barometer on like uh, films I should probably catch up on uh, in terms of like the nominations. I surprised myself. I'd seen actually had seen already three of the five best documentary nominations before they were announced. Is the that other- follow up to the act of killing? Is that nominated? Yeah. Look of silence. I want to see that. Yeah. That's uh. Really Did you see good. it? Yes. Amazing. First one, just I didn't. At the end Chilling. of it, I didn't know what I need. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like the the movie ended, and I was like, "What?" Well, <sighs> my fiance is like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know, hun." Uh, is that apparently, apparently there's <laughs> murder, <laughs> and then they film it. <laughs> um, what do you what do you think about? I think it's a non-issue. I think I think this Oscar is so. I, I really don't, and that's not coming from a from a place of of white fuck, privilege. Fuck, okay. I just I just think it's a non-issue. I think they're making it an issue so people pay attention because the ratings were down last year. I, I think it's disappointing, you know. And I'm a fairly progressive guy, you know. And I was like, well, you know, okay, concussion. You know, Will Smith maybe. I it was a good performance. But you can't say it's racist. Movie. He's been nominated like four times before. He was nominated twice. And what was it? Ali and uh, I can't remember the other but, theory, no, but theory both, of happiness or something. Both times Will Smith was nominated, he lost to another African American actor. Was it Denzel? Denzel Washington was the one, and um, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox was the other. Yeah, the best movie so, that Will Smith was in was A Winter's Tale. What? Yeah, I have not caught up with that. Okay. I mean, my, my why do you why when you say stuff like that? Why do you kind of look around the room to see if anyone's paying attention to you? <laughs> yeah. so I the don't best get, movie Will Smith was in was I don't get tale. very many words in these things once the conversation gets started. So I want to make sure that you're not going to interrupt me. No, you can interject, you're but I don't try. think. No, you should just be like, guys, shut the man, woman speaking, and we'll all be like, we understand. We're men. We're stupid. You just tell us to shut the fuck up. We'll do it. Mm. Why are you looking at me like this is a revelation? You think Rich's wife, when Richard's wife goes, Rich, shut the fuck up. Rich does what he's told. I think Rich's wife's more nice than that. I don't think so. Has she ever told you shut the fuck up? Mm. Had to at least once. Yeah, probably at least once or twice. Yeah. Because mine tells me every day. But I probably deserved it. What? I'm not saying we don't deserve it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're talking and you're like, hey, sh- shut the fuck up. I really like A Winter's Tale. What is that? It's got tell. Colin Farrell in it. Oh, stop watching Colin Farrell movies. And Will Smith. <laughs> and huh? I'm okay with you watching Will Smith movies. And Russell Crowe. Wait, is it? I'm in a full When period. was this? Just like a couple yeah. years ago. Is this the movie about the sea nymph or something? What? No. What the hell happened in A Winter's Tale? That was Splash. You're thinking of Splash. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Colin Farrell was in another movie about some sort Daryl of sea nymph. Before she dated Jackson Brown. Daryl Hannah dated Jackson oh, Brown? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a long oh, yeah. time. And then they made a movie about it. It's got to be Smack. somebody's baby. You know what I'm saying? Daryl, <laughs> no. Do you think? I mean, no. Sincerely, like, okay, Lauren, you're intelligent, more intelligent than this room combined. I think it's a club. You think the Oscars are a club? It's a club. That that's it. That's basically it. In a couple Hamlet, of years, it's, a play. it's, it's gonna be a non-issue because we're all gonna be some shade of brown. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't think in a couple of years, maybe if maybe like a millennia. Not really. No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it's gonna happen in our lifetime. 
I I think I just think it's a non-issue. Do you th- do you guys think it's a non-issue? I mean, because here because uh, here's here's the part where I might get in trouble, right? If I say it's a non-issue, I'm racist, right? If I say it is an issue, am I am I feeding the 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 flames of it because I I feel like I have to, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, in, in the terms of Catch-22 that we were talking before, like, there's, for a white person, there's really no, I, I'm trapped in a box, and I can't really have. If I, it just speaks to the, how, how many how many Latinos they, are how were nominated? They nominated is the question. And were they not nominated because there wasn't enough opportunity to make films that included a more diverse Straight Outta Compton has proved that you don't need yeah. that, that ethnicity. We need to throw that card out the out the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. as far as as far as you know, films by black filmmakers. I think you need to you need to say, hey, it is profitable. I just have a problem taking the whole thing seriously because of who's saying it. Like the Smith family should not be representing good actors here. You know, in terms of who should <laughs> be Jada's representing. Jada's on Gotham. Like, what are you talking about? Ex- Jada was in a metal per- band perfect like example. She was in Jason's Go- lyric. Not only is Gotham Magic awful, but she's probably the worst part of Gotham. In my, you think opinion. so? Yeah, you don't like she's, Gotham. I I don't at all. Mm. I really don't like it. Like, I and I'm out of it. I'm I, I pretty much watch all the superhero shows. I try to watch all the superhero movies, and I just cannot get into that show for the life of me. And Gotham shows a little bit of genius every now and then with an actor or you know a little bit of a plot point, and so much of it surrounding it is just. I think people's idea of what is in a comic book these days without ever having read one right. in the past 30, 40 years. And it's just like, oh, it's, you know, I just see that potential being squandered week in and week out on that show. And it's really depressing. That's a, that's another thing I've noticed, too, that uh, a lot when, when it comes to those types of characters, uh, people assume they know more about them than the people like like they actually know about them. Well, yeah, the people <laughs> who have actually been following them, because uh, especially with the Internet, uh, we've kind of like like Deadpool is a great example where uh, the Deadpool in the comics became now the Deadpool that you see in the movie and everything mm-hmm. because of the Internet. Because because there's a guy who cosplays as Deadpool and goes to conventions and dances in front of people as Deadpool, we now think that's something that Deadpool does. Deadpool doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's something that somebody did who was a fan of that. And then everyone goes, oh, okay, that's who Deadpool is because they don't want to actually read a book. No. They just want to watch a five-minute YouTube video and go, oh, okay, that's who he is. So now that's the Deadpool I want to see in the So movie. Steven and, from you know, Wisconsin and, has fucked it all up for us. Yes. <laughs> and trust me, ask you know, ask either, um, either owner of the two comic shops in the Valley, yeah. and they'll tell you, the movies, the TV shows, don't really drive sales. No one goes, that's true. hey, I just saw the X-Men movie. I want to go to the you know comics on the green or rubber mallet and buy myself some X-Men books. It's not happening. You know, which is which is a shame, right? Um, and and you think it, it works that way, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of times they even market the because they think they're all caught way. up because they saw the movie. They'll change the way a, a character looks or something like that to reflect the movies or or mm-hmm. something like that. And it usually, yeah, it it doesn't really change anything no. for the most part. The people who are going to read it are going to read it. Mm-hmm. People who don't who don't. Not that I'm saying it necessarily has to reflect those books all the time, you know, on the screen or anything like that. But I feel like uh, uh, pe- people have an idea of who the character is based on these 
these little bits and pieces that they see in pop culture, and that's what they've put together. And and you don't even get that kind of bleed over for something like Star Wars. I mean, Marvel has some really nice Star Wars books out right now. Sure. Um, but, you know, everybody's like, oh, that Poe Dameron character was pretty cool. And I'm like, you know, there's um, a, a mini series that takes place right after Return of the Jedi, which features his parents. And, um, you know, you get a little bit of background on him. They're like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I want to know more until it requires me to actually go do something, yeah. you know, and invest some more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what if are I- you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I'm including you. <laughs> I, ha- I have nothing to say until there's a Mar- uh, a Mar Jade character. So are you seriously like I'm going to shut up about Star Wars until yeah. there's a until, until the character that Wow. The Emperor's right hand. I'd like her back. Yeah. The Emperor's dead. Is she, great character. I enjoyed her in the uh Timothy Zahn novels when they first came out um, a years ago when I should have been studying for my finals in college <laughs> when that first when that first book came out like the week of finals my sophomore year I think. Um but you know I don't think they're going to, no, if, if they're going to use anything out of the um, EU that they've set to the side, I don't think it's going to be her. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but look at how defeated you are. Oh, I've just broken her heart. Ugh. Are we totally outside of the race question with the, with the Academy Awards? <laughs> yeah. Can I bring it back for one quick? No, sure. please bring quick, it back. Uh, you know, yeah, let's talk about racism. <laughs> that Lando. We don't talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you see the Oral Knots thing? Don't where they get you the five, Will. Did you see the, the Oral Knots episode that they just did where they, they redid Yub Nub or Nub Yub, whatever the hell it's called at the end of Jedi, and they took the music, no. the score <laughs> out, and then it cuts to Lando, and all you hear is the... Oh, that horrible <laughs> clapping he does at the end. Yeah, it just cuts to that. <laughs> I would love they to. took the whole ending of Return of the Jedi, took John Williams' score out, <laughs> and redid all the... It's so like when Vader's burning, you'll slowly hear plastic sizzle. Oh, it's brilliant. You got to see it. It's so good. But like one of the last shots is Lando behind everybody just looking around like, this is, this is, cool, this is a cool club. And he just has the clap. And I just think it's really funny. <laughs> George Lucas was really ahead of his time <laughs> by casting so Lando. Right. Why are you looking? All right, Jeff, racism. Racism, yes. <laughs> And go. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Because I am such a great spokesperson for racism. I don't uh, even think you're a good spokesperson for white people. Yeah. I just, <laughs> wow. Wow, I know how to take that. I do. And it's Yeah, you're almost translucent. Thank you. I wouldn't you. want wow. to be known as a good spokesman for racism. I, will, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a spokesman for anything. We have great examples over the last uh, you know, 5 years, a decade of the African American demographic taking over the box office for certain films. But you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry if it rankles anybody's feathers, but you know, they're not quality films, you know. Yeah, but that, but here's, but here's the scary part. That's the movies that they're green lighting to hit the demo that they think is right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so is it? it so is it the fault of you know uh, quality? You know, and um, but 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 is it is it is it an entire you know is is it is it is it that is it their fault that the people who are not. willing to give them money the only way for them to be filmmakers is for them to make ride along? No, but but it establishes a precedent that. That demographic does have box office power. Whether or not what gets greenlit is, you know. I mean, Tyler Perry should stop making movies. Absolutely. That's my opinion mm-hmm. as yeah. a filmmaker. But I mean, yeah. Tyler Perry self finances everything that he does, and he found a formula that works. 
They greenlit or quote unquote works all the time with the young, white, hot leading women from uh, usually TV series like uh, Marjorie from from a game. Well, of look, Thrones and well, Mally Dormer. And now this uh, past weekend, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead. And they even if they are critically derided, they make money. So like uh, you still, you know, it's it's just a matter of quality. And, you know, this demographic has a lot of staying and, uh, you know, uh, saying power as well. But the problem comes down to quality. And, uh, you know, I, I can't Idris Elba. Do I think he should have been nominated for best mm-hmm. actor among all these other people? Possibly. I don't think it was a slight. I definitely don't think Will Smith was a slight. I just think it mm-hmm. comes down to, uh, you know, categorically, what is the best film and best performances out there? And now suddenly are people asking that we have like a 50-50 battlefield of white versus. No, I'm, I'm not saying that, no, but like, no, I, I but know look you're at- not, but I'm saying, you know, uh, w- w- you know, how diverse do they want the Academy to get? Is it representative I, of, you know, I, I, I don't I know. It more I, representative I, of, you I, know, I, it, it's probably a bigger, it, well, not probably, it definitely is a bigger question than like, does the Academy need to change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's in an uproar about the Academy. The mm-hmm. Academy is there to serve the studio. Yes. The Academy, the Academy Awards are just there as a marketing tool. To say, you know, I remember when it used to be, when the trailer was Oscar winner, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And now it's Oscar nominee. You have to remember why the Academy <laughs> Awards even exist in the first place. It's one of the best examples of, mar- it, it was invented during uh, the 30s, the, right? Yeah, depression. Yeah. To give people a distraction and create a sensation because nobody was going to the movies anymore the purpose so of, now we're going to give awards and how can you the awards is to drive more ticket sales <clears throat> movie sales to bring people back to the movie so if you if you really think about what the purpose of it is and still is to drive more sales i i heard it i heard an analogy and i forget i forget who it was it was like how can you say that someone is best actor or best actress like in other words like matt damon from the martian right yeah if there were Matt Damon and four other actors who played that role, then maybe you can say who the best yeah. actor was. Well, that's why, you know, in the past couple of years, they've changed it to not best actor, but achievement in, in you know, achievement in acting or whatever. And they but say that's such the a, Academy it, it's Award so bullshit, too, which is, yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. Semantics. Why are we even fucking talking about this? Why is it relevant? <laughs> Seriously, fuck the Academy Awards until they win. Because one. we, because but we all, fuck them. Because we're all yeah. crazy about it on the night of. Uh, even though we, uh, we, mm-hmm. I don't. We used to have Oscar ones. parties, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I, I don't fucking I, care. I, I can't even bear to watch the ceremonies anymore because they bore me to death. Where back in the day, I used to get kind of excited about them. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, but you know, uh, you we like grow more said, cynical. I watch, I get happy, you know, if a film that I liked wins. If a film that I don't like wins, I don't give a crap really. And I'm half the time I'm watching because. I'm going to be posting about it and you know I mean do you get a prize besides that statue is all that really more important than what what dresses are being worn on the red runway that I don't give a shit about but that's what but but here's the thing about the Oscars I don't give a crap I really don't well you know Joan Rivers may she rest in peace had a career because of that yeah I mean good I mean she was also a great writer she was also a great comedian but like for some reason, like her her viciousness on the red carpet. And here's the fucking thing: what if it was blue? What if one day somebody didn't roll out a red carpet? It would have been the blue carpet from now. Who cares? I t- I worked on so many movies and TV shows. And you know when the red carpet matters at the premiere for one hour. You work mm-hmm. nine months, eighteen months on a movie. 
and for that one hour, really everyone's going to get judged for that. You can judge me for the two hour fucking film or whatever that whatever we did, but who I'm wearing, that's that's mental. Yeah. I'm just saying. It is mental. It the is. It, well, now, you know, the National Enquirer is not on the the grocery store shelves anymore. It's on every time we turn on the fucking TV. I don't even watch TV anymore. Every since Hulu. the New York Times quoted them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that uh, Univision bought The Onion? So they can have a Latino version? I don't I don't know what that <laughs> means. They, they bought majority shareholds of The Onion and The Chive and one other website. Like today, well, I'm, I'm sure the Onion and the Chive are very happy to line their pockets with Univision's money. Mm-hmm. But what's what's for at, to what purpose? I'm not sure. It's just a, it's just a thing that happened. <laughs> Let's face it, Sean your, your Lorenzitions are amazing. Kind of an Onion interview. <laughs> what? I said uh, El, Ch- uh, El Chapo. Uh, El Chapo interview was kind of an Onion piece. Can I just say this right now, like? <laughs> Spicoli needs to stop. <laughs> Come on, he's Everything. rescuing people when the, when it floods in New Orleans. He's a hero. He's, he's milk. No, you know what? He's a self-absorbed, deluded asshole. That's right. Who just interviewed him? Charlie Rose? Did you watch that? No. Oh, my God. Deluded. <laughs> Absolute psychopath. And I don't mean psychopath as like he's going to go out there and like eat your kid's toenails. Like, I mean... He's a psychopath because he's totally unaware of what reality is. Mr. Hand, you dick. Yeah, I Am Sam is now going to d- dictate to me what the fuck, what journalism is. Do you he, know that? Oh, yeah. He yeah. said basically what you do is not, he's better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They should have even, fried him for real in Dead Man Walking. Even though he... he oh, uh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Why not? Holy mackerel. And he, he, he claims that uh, his interview he, had nothing to do with uh, him getting arrested either. That's, that's Dude, let me, let me tell you something. Liberals and conservatives alike can both agree. Sean Penn, go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun being disembodied in Mystic River when the, uh, the Mexican uh, mob catches up with you. Thanks. Like, how do you... And then... Did you, <laughs> who makes... Like... Oh, he's just exhausting. If he was in this room, I'd be like, very nice to meet you, Mr. Penn. <laughs> but besides, like, what an here. asshole. <laughs> I love bad boys, and I'm not talking about Will Smith. Really, <laughs> yeah, I'm I really talking. hope that one day somebody calls and says, you want to say this to my face from the amount of things that are said in this room? I don't see any... I don't see anything on here that I wouldn't say... You know, it's not like they can't find me and they're not going to know that I didn't say anything. I or that I, I did say I something. I just think a lot of people are under the impression that people would go on the internet and and Google themselves a lot. I don't. I don't. I mean, if I was a celebrity, Sean Penn, seems like one of those guys that would. I wouldn't have the time or energy. You know, like I'd be too busy rolling in my money and you know, like uh, when you think of all the things you could do as a rich person, sitting on the internet, like looking yourself up to see what internet commenters are saying is probably no if i was rich you know what i would do i would build an amazing hoop house and grow lots of vegetables if i was rich i would wear a uh, spider-man shirt (laughs) (laughs) if i was wealthy (laughs) you're gonna build a hoop house yeah i'm gonna grow bananas too you are the fucking weirdest person ever (laughs) and in a wonderful way in a wonderful, magical way. You're like Lemony Snicket. In a I, wonderful, magical way. In 15 years, I'll be the only person in, in Northeast Pennsylvania to have with alive. a With bananas. To what? <laughs> to have watched the Winter's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she's pouting. Good one. <laughs> you're, you're my only resource for the zombie apocalypse. 
You're the only place I'm going. I'll be the only one with bananas. That'll be for sure. <laughs> so Hey, we're not dead. And Lauren's like, and we have bananas. Because <laughs> potassium. She's, she's going to lock important. the door on it. You know that, right? You're going to uh, sh- show up banging on the door. No, Lauren keeps talking about this like fucking farm slash ranch slash yeah. Davidian compound that she has. You're not going to be invited, dude. <laughs> It's not happening. No, 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 but but I'm totally I'm totally convinced like going back to Mad Max like I'm it's Border Town or Barter Town or whatever the hell it is and there's like the, the corrugated metal walls around it. And there's going to be some sort of vertically challenged person up top with a spear <laughs> saying, "What's what's your name?" and it's I'm like, "It's a beautiful day." Yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful day. I'm going to say it's Mark and he's like, "No." And then that's it and I have to like Charlie Brown walk away. <laughs> and Lauren's gonna be inside, like drinking at someone's skull. He's, she's drinking fucking banana juice out of somebody's skull. While Mark walks away, and she's laughing. She's like, "I remember that podcast. It's a potassium. Smoothie. You fucking dick." <laughs> By the way, I was writing a script once, and I called my my buddy's an ER doctor, and I'm like, "Hey, what's the best way to kill somebody in a hospital without anyone knowing?" And he's like, "Potassium." And I was really? like, "All right, yep." So, Lauren, what are you trying to do? Be the only person with bananas after a plague wipes them out. Is there is? Do you know something that I don't know about a plague coming to wipe out bananas? Are you not aware of the plight of bananas? The banana plague? Yeah. No. There's a banana plague. We're going to be out of bananas. When? In our lifetime. Well, I mean, so we have. We just have to eat ice cream then alone. You can't replicate (laughs) banana flavor though. When McGilla Gorilla is dictator of or factually, it's the most complicated donkey dong. You can't replicate (laughs) it properly. Have you ever had any artificial banana that tastes anything like a real banana? No, any artificial banana tastes like it's the closest I can think that this is what rat shit tastes like. It's impossible. You cannot replicate banana flavor. We got great uh, grape ape on the phone. Uh, Grape ape, go ahead. (laughs) Grape ape. Grape ape. Grape ape. (laughs) No banana. <laughs> Speaking of uh, great animals this year in film, uh, how about my rapes? He's uh, seen b- Babu. I mean, I'm trying to do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> to he didn't rape him. No, I know. That's the best part about Bears put, are, are like, like they push on a log. No rape. Yeah. I just want to. I think. Yeah. Can you imagine like the people who are like, wait, Leo gets raped? <laughs> and then they go that. to that movie and they're like, there's no rape. <laughs> I want my money back. This bullshit. <laughs> This movie Drive is not like Fast and the Furious. I want my money back. <laughs> People thought that the early buzz was that DiCaprio gets raped, which I'm, which I'm like, like it does makes no sense. You you can't, yeah. You where do you go after where do you go after bear rape? Like now in every film, he has to have like a, a bear rape because you just can't, you know. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street too. No, bear I hope you know what. Honestly, you know? like I hope like, like <laughs> where do you go from there? It's a rape all of its own. That's what the big short was all about. <laughs> A when hey, boo boo, you know it seems like it seems like asked actors that when they win the Oscar, they're like they they now have like the freedom to do whatever they want to do. Sure, and I hope that DiCaprio finally wins for the Revenant, so he can just fucking lose his mind and do the whole fucking bear rape movie or whatever he wants to do. <laughs> like him and Seth Rogen are gonna hook up and just make this <laughs> off the wall thing. Because I don't think Great. has he ever done a comedy. Um, I mean, Gilbert Grape was hysterical, but <laughs> there is movies that have been, you know, his performance in Django Unchained is I'm not going to say what he did is funny, but it's it's, it's goofy, comical, it's, it's yeah. comical, it's serio comical. 
But uh, no, I don't think he's a dead. Could Wolf of Wall Street be a dark comedy? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that I'd was the. That, yeah. I'll tell you what. That was one of my favorite movies of the, of last movie. year. Yeah, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad loving that movie. I laughed my ass off that yeah. whole movie. Like I've, I never thought Quaaludes could be that funny. Yeah. <laughs> did you try them? I'm I'm sure I did some derivative of them. Yeah, I'm sure I did too. <laughs> Steve, Madden. I had a whole de- I had a whole decade where I was just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. If yeah it's, I, but if if you're thinking of like outright comedy, I don't think he's done anything like he's never did like a rom com outside of oh the beach oh, that like rom com <laughs> <laughs> outside of when he was on um that Alan Thicke sitcom back in the 80s. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah we all grew pains. Show me that, that smile again. <laughs> Show me that smile. <laughs> Which, as a matter of fact, I just filmed Alan Thick at the theater. Really? really? Yeah, he was there singing. Oh, God. Oh, really? He's, he's not good. He sang, <laughs> he sang more than just that, that theme song, didn't he sing? No, he, he did. He, he, did he, no, he, performed, he performed in an entire play written by yeah. Kenny Rogers. Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, he sang? I have the footage, man. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's a whole other podcast. No, I, I, he was, I, from what I understand, I didn't get to meet him, but from what I understand, he's a really sweet guy, but like, it was... I remember just somebody looking at me like, what, what, <laughs> what's Dr. Seaver doing? It doesn't make any sense. And then you expect Kirk Cameron to come out on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> now, Thanks, do, you, do you feel that uh, Leo, if, if he does get the Oscar, do you think I he's going to win because of how good this movie is or how good he is in the movie or because it's one of those Oscar favors? Like, well, we didn't get in the last three or four. So yeah, but we'll give it to one last year. Pop up, but I think it's a combination of all three. I do feel he's as good mm-hmm. as all the nominees this year I, oh yeah I, I think he always does a fantastic job i think eddie redmayne did a fantastic job in what i can't believe more people aren't panning i mean i don't think the danish girl is a great movie mm-hmm. um you know but i think Ed, uh, redmayne's performance is phenomenal mm-hmm. i just right. i feel that uh leonardo dicaprio gives a phenomenal uh bare bones just stripped to the nerve uh performance in this bare movie bones. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know i i i, I <laughs> sorry if i have to give my predictions it's it's him for best actor Mm-hmm. And I see for best supporting actors, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is that a seasoned favorite? Sure, it is. But people the, are going to tune in for that, though. Yeah, yeah. sure they are. That's Give exactly why it was invented, moment. just like Lauren said. But at the same time, is it a warranted performance? <sighs> you know, I think he's been doing it so long. And is it a lived-in performance? Yes, yeah, it happens to be one of the most natural performances of the year. I think it rings true. Mm-hmm. There's not an inauthentic uh, word spoken by Stallone in that role in Creed. I, uh, yeah, I would definitely say he gets it for his work in Creed, not so much, you know, as a lifetime achievement award for, eh, you know, we you were good in those Rocky movies, but those expendable movies too. Here you go, you know, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, you know, that way we're um, happy you're not poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but do you think Oscar voters, when they look at performances, do they take into the fact that? You know, DiCaprio and company were out in the middle of nowhere for like nine months and he's, you know, has a a wetsuit on underneath 100 pounds of animal fur as a costume. And he's like diving into these freezing cold rivers. Do they take in the uh, the environment in which that that doesn't make you a better actor? That's like that's like saying, all right, the guys from Jackass deserve an Oscar. OK, OK, fair enough. You know, but it's the it's yeah. the it's the whole the urban legend of Marathon Man with Lawrence Olivier. When you know, do you ever hear that? No. Oh, we're it's. Uh, have you both seen Marathon? Yeah, Man? Where yeah. Justin Hoffman says, oh, "Well, I was up all night and I've been up for days right. in a row." And he goes, "Um, uh, just to get this performance straight." And uh, Lawrence Olivier goes, uh, "Why don't you just try acting?" 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, that's that's the whole where it doesn't make sense to me. I think it does factor in because there's a number of, uh, you know, um, actors <coughs> voting among the Academy. I think it all factors in, but um, I think all the peripherals do. Yeah. So, you know, putting in the work versus, you know, Stallone maybe, you know, not to de- denigrate his performance, but like you said, it's a lived in performance because he's been playing this character for decades now. Mm-hmm. He knows you know, Rocky inside and out, and he knows how he's going to react, so he knows how to play that character at this point in the character's life. That's like bringing Definitely. Archie Bunker back like 30, 40 years later. And, which and, which and, I would so love. I wish. I know. I wish he was still kicking. <laughs> that would have been the greatest move. We need him now more than ever. Mm. <laughs> Bring back Hal Linden. We need Barney Miller. Where's Barney Miller? And Ava Goda. Ava Goda's still kicking. Come on. 96, is he? That's right. God, Fish is still kicking. You know, I have to say this is totally off the uh, off the record, but my, my friend's uh, uncle was uh, the captain of a Philadelphia police precinct. And I asked him, this is back when NYPD Blue was big and all mm-hmm. these TV shows. I said, and Dennis uh, friends his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, what to you is the greatest TV uh, police drama of all time? What do you think really captures what it is to be a police uh, a cop? And he says, uh, you know, Barney Miller was for me, the greatest uh, program about policing. I said, you got to be kidding me. That's a sitcom. He said, no, because you work in a city precinct. You have to have a sense of humor, but also with a degree of pathos that you would never understand as a person who's not a cop in a precinct. And, you know, the more I watch that show, I I think of his uncle. Uh, He was involved with the landmark case down in Philly. And it just rings true. And I saw it the other day on MeTV, Barney Miller. And I'm really starting to have more respect for some of these older shows that, uh, uh, you know, we really have to get back to kind of emulating as far as material. Yeah. Hmm. Totally off the record of what we're talking about. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for doing it on a podcast. (laughs) This will be a whole separate podcast. Hey. Entirety of the public. What? You're doing it. I'm interjecting. Yeah. Can I interject with the fact that I'm looking at a population under uh, representation chart from The Economist, and it's putting up against the actual U.S. population, different demographics compared to SAG roles, film roles, top roles, Oscar nominations and Oscar wins. And can I say that for the majority of this, the population uh, to Oscar wins and the population of the United States, yes, is somewhat uh, like uh, it's equal. representative it's representative however when we get to most of these categories the asian american category is uh v- severely left out where's your where's your outrage i don't have any <laughs> where's your well what we need to start a movement for what your outrage i think we should probably get like Jackie Chan, uh, like a presidential medal or something. I don't really care. I think I think Jackie Chan stunted his way into the White House and already stole it. He's like one of the, <laughs> the best people alive right now. As a human being, Not as a performer, as a Jackie Chan Everything. a medal, but never the medallion again. I saw that. Isn't that a piece of shit? <laughs> Who was in that? Uh, what's her face? Uh, oh, I thought she was. It, I always thought she was so cute. <laughs> Isn't it the girl from Meet Joe Black? Or, or is that Jennifer Love Hewitt's in the medallion? No, Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in uh, Tuxedo, wasn't? She? Oh yes, she was. Which, <laughs> yes, she was. You saw that? <laughs> no, I, I I saw that when that came out, and that was um uh that was a, a date night with my future ex wife, and uh, that and that, that was it. actually it was her week. It was her weekend to choose the movie we were going to. Wait, did you say future ex wife? She just yeah. said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. Right, I went, Ooh. Let me do the math on this. Not yet. No. Does and she all, know? 
<laughs> I hope so. She signed the divorce papers eight years ago. <laughs> oh, so is oh, so your ex-wife? But yeah, in the past yeah, tense, she was be, your future. Yeah. We were st- we were okay. engaged at that point. Oh my! I, think. I just incepted. <laughs> Sorry, but that was okay. like we, you know, and her first couple of dates were like French movies, like Amelie and stuff like that. And then so she goes, "Well, let's go see this new Jackie Chan movie. I know you love Jackie Chan," and I'm like. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, I have heard nothing but bad, bad, bad reviews on this. And we were actually walking out. She turned to me and goes, I apologize uh, for picking this movie. The answer <laughs> the is Claire Forlani so from Yes. Okay. Famous right. from Mallrats, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And I am one of the wow. few people who like Meet Joe Black. What's wrong with Meet Joe Black? Oh, that was everything. A, no, much. Did you ever see okay. the original? The French one? The, the or the foreign one? No. Yeah, I don't watch foreign movies. It's not foreign. There's only one foreign movie that I've ever watched and I actually liked I mean, it. Death uh, Takes a Holiday? Death Takes a Holiday. Yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, who was it? Martin? Oh, what's his name? He did Scent of a Woman. He was the director of that. Martin. Martin. Well, he did Gili, too. Martin Ritt. Is that no, what his no, name is? Not no, no. I no, Rick did um, Molly McGuire's film. What? I think I'm getting a dog. <laughs> Lauren, you know we're on a podcast, right? No, but I just got the message. <laughs> <laughs> Big deal in my life. Jesus Christ. He's got the same name as my cat. <laughs> we're like sitting here talking and you're like, ooh, three ways to make Mark, you know why I'm eating uh, an emergency board game right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Johnny Gage piece is missing, but I'm going to get it. No, rich has been trying to move on for 20 minutes. That rich. <laughs> Number one rich. That's rich. Mm. Are right. you going to move on? <laughs> oh, it's just like this oh, dead I'll, pause. And I, I know, because like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm shy. I'm, no, I'm like, I'm like Googling, like Lauren getting a dog. No, why? It's not on the can, internet can we, t- can we talk about uh, how TV is rivaling movies these days? Because you brought up a great point yeah. before, Marky. Mm-hmm. I mean, with... with, with I mean, oh, it's, it's the golden age of television, man. It is a golden I love age. TV but shows. But there's so many. It's just so difficult. To I'm watch. overwhelmed. Yeah. Same here. And I'm I, overwhelmed with good television right now. How do you choose your cues? I'll say cues in a general. Yeah, Lauren now. will tell you. It's pretty soon. Netflix or, uh, or, or Hulu. But I mean, you know, how do you choose? Because I hear so many great... Uh, responses from people as far as what is the best these days and I just have to really siphon down because there's only so much time in the day so Marky I give three episodes yeah yeah I give three episodes like Arrow I might have hit the end of season one that was tough Um, Flash just barreled through it Mm -hmm. Um, what did I watch Blacklist I think is fantastic Uh, Game of Thrones so Game of Thrones first season of Game of Thrones they were up to like episode nine and I'm like, what is this? Because it, it seemed very uninteresting to me. I, I don't know if they didn't market it correctly or whatever. I was just like, what is I thought it was like Deadwood, but like a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Deadwood. I just didn't like Deadwood. Mm. Cocksucker. Um, <laughs> swagging cocksucker. I never finished Deadwood. They're making it a movie. Really? Um, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a lot of shows that like I give a chance and then it just surprises me like like veep i never thought i would like mm-hmm. and i just yep. barreled through that um parks and rec never thought i would like barreled through that um doctor who never thought i would like barreled through it i buy every season now when it comes out it's so good did you like the original doctor who absolutely hated it okay hated it but that but that's not to say like i hated the original battlestar galactica sure 
the 2000 Battlestar Galactica is my favorite thing of all time. It's just mm-hmm. all perspective. Yeah. Rich and I are both fans of, uh, and I'm not outing you here, Rich. No. Uh, I mean, I just, we, we, no, Sex in the City. <laughs> yes. We, Girls. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We, we love the original love Doctor Buffy. Who. It's um, fantastic. Show. And watched on the original WVAA. It's on Netflix. I remember seeing it on WVAA. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the sets look like Hatchy Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> also a great reference. And yeah. He, you're welcome. His most hated villain. <laughs> Who's his most hated villain? Hatchy Malachi. Uh, was Doctor Doctor Who's most hated yeah, villain yeah. was Hatchy Malachi? <laughs> There's a wonderful world that you really should see. Uh, anyway. Fuck you, Miss Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Get that bottle out of your mouth. Anyway, but um, you know it's very different, and it's funny. Uh, you know, just watching it be on the covers of magazines these days, mm-hmm. and being such a populist it, subject for for take the amount of shit that I took in like junior oh high and God. high school for for you know being a fan of like Doctor Who and other genre stuff when it just wasn't cool. I had no. a kid with a symbol that disappeared when you rubbed it, and I. <laughs> I you know, tried to give me a beating over it, but I was pretty, you know, uh, I was pretty wiry and I gave a beating back, but it, I, I just didn't wear it because of the crap I got, you know, <laughs> and it's and it's really it's really strange. And I think I think, you know, maybe Rich Rich can attest to this. It's like, you know, back in the, you know, if if, you know, if we if we walked into high school with like. You know, you're wearing a Ghost Rider shirt. You walked into high school, you would have gotten the shit kicked Th- out of you. This is this is actually how I dressed in high school. <laughs> yeah, but okay, it hasn't changed. So at the all. beatings. Why, why are you black and blue, Rich? Coming in here. <laughs> the beatings will commence the be- immediately. The beatings will continue um, until but, morale but, improves. But now it's like the captain of the football team wears that. Yeah, 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 it's it's been it's been quite bizarre. I've 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 written about that a lot of times. I've I've thought about it a lot. It's bizarre because uh, and I, a lot of it's due to the blockbuster movies and now the TV shows that are coming together. I mean, geez, even look look at look at the Daredevil of Ben Affleck and then the Daredevil that you have now on Netflix. Like, does it make you proud, too, hateful, or I love Affleck. Though? It it like it doesn't bother me because I've always been you know kind of out about it like I, right. I've never mm-hmm. really tried to but hide you feel vindicated yeah, yeah I do yeah. I do a lot and it, it it bugs me a little bit in the back of my head but at the same time I'd say you know what I I'd be a hypocrite because I think we were all that kid who wanted to share that with other people and say hey no it really is good you have to watch it if you really see it or if you really read the book you'll really like it and you we spent so much time trying to tell people that sure. and now it's so much easier to to say that because you see, now you can just say everything is oh cool. yeah i'm a fan yeah everything is i don't i don't, cool. I, don't right. I don't think back then people understood that you know mo- like movies to me were my N- were my nfl yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean like the guy who's like well you know lawrence taylor has blah 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 and he's five foot blah and you know all that shit where i'm like you know darius kanji was the cinematographer of seven <laughs> yeah um you know it was fincher's well, second film um like yeah. i knew all that shit and i don't know why i knew it it just it just I mean, even in like junior high, I could watch like the first minute of the uh, pre-credit sequence on a Star Trek episode and tell you, oh, okay, this is this episode. This is who wrote it. This is who directed it. And, you know, and everything else. Just because, you know, that was like you said, it was like my NFL. In fact, um, the one of the first people who started with um, Trek fandom back in the 60s, B. Joe Trimble, she was a. just a, a fan of the, the trouble with Trimble. <laughs> she, no, she was a fan of the first season of Star Trek when she heard it was going to be uh, possibly canceled. She reached out to a lot of her other friends in science fiction fandom through fanzines and stuff and basically started that first letter writing campaign that got the show renewed for a second season. And years later, you know, she's 
in the 70s, she was kind of thought of as like the grandmother of Trek fandom and everything. She wrote a book called um, On the Good Ship Enterprise about all her experiences there. And she related a great ex- uh, great story that she was at a con and was being interviewed by the local news people. And um, this is in the 70s after the show had been canceled. And the the reporter goes, don't you think it's kind of, uh, kind of weird or childish that – you have all this knowledge about a TV show that's been canceled. And she pauses for a moment, looks over to the cameraman. Cameraman has local sports team hat on, you know, baseball cap on. And she goes, well, you're a fan of local belt, you know, baseball team. Can you give me their uh, 1969 lineup? And the guy rattles it off like that. And she's like, don't you think it's kind of weird that he would know the lineup to, you know, a baseball team, you know, from five years ago or whatever. And, It's all, you know, just finding, you know, what your passion is. And, you know, for us, it was movies or comics or, you know, certain TV shows or whatever. For other people, it was sports. And it's just kind of gotten to a point where socially some of our passions are a little bit, I don't know, more acceptable now. And people people can It's go, cooler to be like a nerd now. Yeah. 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 The geek haven't inherited the earth. Unless you uh, grow bananas. Yeah, you are so strange. <laughs> Unless unless you're, uh, you know, on the other side of it, too, then, you know, there's some nerds who are like so elitist about it that it's like, oh, well, you can't be a fan because you don't know this encyclopedia worth of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's been crammed in my head. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like. I, th- I think as long as we can all get along and and say we enjoy it and we ha- have fun or whatever, I don't really care like how much you know or don't know about it. But at the same time, like it's like yeah, we've put in the time and the energy and everything to be fans. Well, there are some, you just, oh really? Well, you just watched certain- the movie and and now you're a fan. Like it, it, Rich it, it is goes, now drunk with power. It goes it's both like- ways. You know? <laughs> well, there are there are certain fans who you know. Who were kind of like there from the beginning, and they feel like it was their little secret, their little right. intro club. Sure. So it's like you know, look back into the '80s, like REM Document Number Five comes out, and everybody was like, "Oh, great album!" And there were some REM fans who were like they sold that. You're not real fans. You weren't here for you know their first album or whatever. Right. You know, and you know, you saw that you know with when Green Day went big too. Um, you know, and it was just like, why would you feel crappy or be angry that the thing you like is suddenly? loved by a lot more people sure that made no it has never made any sense to me well it doesn't make sense as a musician to be like we want the least we we're happy we've peaked we don't want any more people to just, like we us we just want to yeah. tour the country in a crappy van maybe play a venue with 14 15 people i'm gonna and, you know i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you the gayest thing i've ever done right now excuse me <laughs> yeah. besides openly tongue kiss tom hanks um oh that sounds like a story while he was making Philadelphia, um, <laughs> I, 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 sincere, I sincerely and absolutely 100% agree with what I'm about to say right now. I liked Glee until everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I was like, this show is cool. I've lost some and respect I'm, for you. And, I'm, and, I, and I literally watched every week and I made it till about 12 episodes. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, this Glee show. And you could see like when it caught on and like the, the network wanted to make it bigger and better. And it had a story at the beginning. And then I now it was Glee just about the first 13 episodes when that was all that they had figured out where they were going with it. Because it looked like they probably weren't going to get renewed. Right. And then episode, you know, the whole second half of that first season was like scrambling for Oh crap! Ideas. What do we do now? Yeah. yeah, and I don't think the show ever really strongly recovered. 
I've never seen Glee. I know nothing about it. I bailed at uh, somewhere in the middle. You of and the I, you, then you and I probably bailed at the same time. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you, obviously, you want the things that you love to be successful. And in the case of something like uh, like Marvel, for example, mm-hmm. uh, if it didn't get popular and the movies didn't blow up. Marvel might not exist right now. You know, the, sure. the rights might have gone to somebody else who might have buried them somewhere or whatever. Because, I mean, in the 90s, I remember that was a real thing I was afraid of. because they, they were filed they, for bankruptcy. They were yeah. bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they, they, they were really scared. That, yeah. And, and uh, you know, now now they're owned by Disney. So, I mean, they don't have to worry about money ever no. again. But, you know. If, <laughs> Unless they stop ever. making it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That's going to happen. Well, they're also crafting uh, some of the best, uh, well, I won't say some of the best, but some of the most intriguing shows out there. I, I did love Daredevil. Je- Jessica Jones was uh, phenomenal. I yeah, thought, uh, that was Netflix. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as crazy about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I think <gasps> Agent Carter will step up. Well, it's inconsistent, <laughs> but it, it, it is it is <gasps> blasphemer. quality. But um, uh, it, it's still better than a lot of the stuff out Are you up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, not the last uh, half of last season, no. It had, it, did, did it suddenly get great? Oh, it was odd. When you get to it, you'll know. Okay. Colson has one of the funniest I, lines I've heard in four seasons or three oh, seasons so, on so, there. So to walk through a, a, a field of crap to get to this one line. No, it's it all good. A it no, it gets kidding. a lot better. Just kidding. <laughs> but do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I I Instagrammed it. It was so funny. <laughs> so so we, I took a video of that line and me giggling. It's we a great began, reference. We began the podcast at one point talking about Age of Ultron and Josh Whedon having to conform to the Marvel puppet masters and Disney. And sure. then, but we're also agreeing that there's been, you know, success in this formula. Right. So DC is releasing Superman versus Batman. In Batman v Superman. Yeah, which, which makes more sense. He is the bigger hero. Dawn of justice. But can DC ever catch up with Marvel or are they rushing? Right. A template into existence. Some of it, I really like the last Suicide Squad trailer. Some of it, yeah, I think they are. Uh, I mean, you look at like um, uh, Legends yeah. of Tomorrow that just yeah. premiered. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch that? Week. Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Yeah, it was decent. Okay. It was decent. It was uh, decent, right? Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, you know, mind blowing. But it, it felt uh, very much like, oh, we already know what they're going to do with the Netflix stuff where they're going to do a couple <laughs> of, of series and then they're going to build up to Defenders. So we need to do our version of that. Let's get it together like now, you know, so we could beat them to the punch. So it kind of felt a little slapped together, but it's, I I, I mean, I could still enjoy it because I like Flash a lot. I think Arrow's decent. It has good moments and some kind of, uh, you know, soap opery kind of moments. But overall, I mean, I, I enjoy it. But yeah, I think I think DC in general, it's weird because they've had the rights all in one place for a long time. Like they could have done this stuff years ago with Justice Absolutely. League and everything You're else. Absolutely right, yeah. And they missed that opportunity and they didn't do it. And they, they took a lot of weird detours uh, for a long time. So well, back uh, in uh, 2007, they were looking at doing a Justice League movie that was going to spin all those yeah. other characters off. And Mad Max director George Miller was... The one in charge. That's of right. It. That's right. And yeah. they were still working on the script. Um, and then the writer strike happened. They kind of postponed a little bit. They right. lost some uh, tax incentives for filming in Australia, so they were going to move up to Vancouver. And ultimately, the the thing just fell apart, which is a shame because honestly, that script was pretty good. Um, it's I don't know if I it, haven't read it. Okay, no. it, it is out there. It's fairly okay. easy. It's a fairly easy Google to find. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so so they had a chance whether it would have succeeded or not, you know, is up for, you know, question. Um, and I'm I'm also, you know, not sure that, OK, because Marvel has success with the way they introduce several characters 
in their own solo films that built towards Avengers. That is that the only template to do an interconnected universe, or can DC do something different? Can the Universal uh, Monsters interconnected universe do something different? Can I really wanted to see that? It seems like that's kind of Tom Cruise up in the air right now because uh, Tom Cruise they're, they're going to shoot they're going to shoot later on in the year for okay. the Mummy with right. Tom Cruise, um, and then take it's my it boy from there. Blue. And by the way, there's never been a great mummy film except made over in England by Hammer Films. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Boris Karloff movie was as phenomenal as the you know a film history makes it out to be. Hey, uh, I don't Monster th- Squad. <laughs> Say no more, my okay. friend. You're that welcome. would be the template for everything. It paid for that. <laughs> but you know they're also trying to put Godzilla and King Kong together by right. having an origin tale of King Kong with Skull Island, yeah. and then going off and making the Godzilla film that came out two years ago. Do you think King Kong grows up in that movie? I, I, I wonder if he comes of age. That's what. I, that's what He's I mean. A crush on Jordan Catalano. I like how big. How big is? The birthing canal for that thing. <laughs> oh my god! I, I just don't know how much a fan I am of Our, the whole. There's bananas involved, so suddenly we have yeah. Lauren's attention. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Plantains, King I'm, Kong, a Winter's Tale. I'm just kind of confused as to where DC is going with their 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 tone, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I feel like it's a little too dark. I, I think it's forced, like too, everything. Yeah, it does. Yeah. If, a I lot think, of it feels very forced. Uh, I think to me, I, I everybody I know everybody's really excited about Suicide Squad. I think mm-hmm. it looks like a mess, and I think it's going to come off as a mess. I think I, I it just looks very messy to me. I don't think we know any of these characters enough to really care about what happens to most of them. I think. Uh, uh, they the the characters that they do chose that they did choose I think were really bizarre choices and yeah. then they kind of forced Joker in there to kind of make it a little more interesting for people who are maybe are like you know what I don't care about Crocodile Guy and Fireface and whatever else who gives a shit Fireface you know like who who fucking cares about these guys you know whatever uh, I I think they threw him in there to to guarantee ticket sales more than to Fireface make a good movie my crock pot er, er, er. he shoots he shoots fire out of his hands there's there, there's one standard on every team who shoots fire ice or whatever you know? it's in legends of tomorrow tomorrow same power, thing uh, basically to be one of spider-man's amazing friends you had to have this power yeah, yeah. So I, I, what, exactly. what, what I think what's ridiculous on DC and Warner Brothers part is that you know it's they, it, their foreplay is way too fast yeah Marvel well, romanced us into that yeah they go right and DC is just like here's right 11 movies in four years and you're just like whoa wait what well, I think they have great properties in Arrow and Flash. I mean, I don't think the series are phenomenal and and uh, even not in the top 10 of the, the series on right now, but they're very well wrought, very well cast, and I think they're solid overall. And to recast the Flash, and I know right. I want to eat my words. I want them to go and prove me wrong. And I know there's a, a, a whole world too and alternate universe uh, uh, lineage to these books, but uh, to really have a great property out there that's well cast and to not use that in the series as more Marvel is doing, especially when they're using Marvel as their biggest villain in trying to emulate. Right. You know, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous not to cast. I a- get that. I'm glad though that they're letting the TV shows be their own thing mm-hmm. and not beholden to what's going to happen in the movies. Because as much as Marvel does good with all that interconnectivity, look at the first two thirds of a- uh, the first season of Agents of Shield. They are marching in place, just waiting for Captain America: Winter Soldier to happen. So they can actually kind of do something. Yeah, but now that now, but now that, but now they're their own. 
they're on their own path now. Yeah. It seems to me. And and I don't think that inhuman stuff that they're doing on Agents of Shield right now is in any way going to relate back to the Inhumans movie that they have scheduled for 2019, 2020 or whatever. Yeah. If it even happens. And, and I, f- happens, I feel yeah. like that was a weird choice to go down that road for the, for the, for that particular show, mm-hmm. just because they have this movie planned and they're probably not going to be able to use any of that material because, uh, you know, there's a reason they're leaving out the Royal family and everything. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, so that they can, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's way it's, over it's, our heads now. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're getting, Black you're getting Bolt, into Medusa, deep, deep geek territory Karnak. now. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously I'm more biased because I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but I'm not too excited about where DC is going, but I, I am willing to be proved wrong. Can't tell. I, I really do want to see, see how Suicide Squad is going to come out than Batman v Superman at this point, with the exception yeah. of I'm interested in Affleck's uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That looks like that could be interesting and that ultimately, you know, will lead off to him doing a solo movie that he'll direct. I love Affleck. I love Affleck as a director and as an actor. I had such faith in him until Kevin Smith said this week that he's possibly the best Batman ever. Kevin Smith's... (laughs) But Kevin Smith has also been the guy, if there was ever going to be a remake of Jaws, I'd say Affleck should be the shark. Right. (laughs) Kevin Smith has such an affinity for Ben Affleck. Can't can't take that in context. Can't be objective. No. At all. Right. Yeah. Just like Lauren. I just just like to bash Kevin Smith. (laughs) Any question, oh, Lauren? Any any question? Posers oh yes, I have. Uh, <laughs> look, at, look at her. That, mm-hmm. Oh, after after oh. no, but believe me, you don't want to throw it down with me over Kevin Smith. Mm. Oh my God, you're getting all easy on everybody today. I'll, yeah. I'll fight you about Kevin. <laughs> do you want to rapid fire cue them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, do it. I'm, do I'm it. a fan of Smith's. It's just you know I think some of his stuff more recently has been uneven. I I like I wanted to like Tusk more than yeah, I. Yeah, you know what? He's doing what he's doing. Jersey. He's doing what he wants to do. But let him do it. I've been to the Quick Stop twice, so. First time, first time was to ask directions. <laughs> hey man, you open. And so, Lauren's going to mini trucker magazine. Lauren's going to rapid fire cue you. <laughs> Do you know what this is? In a row. Yep. Okay, we're, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Three okay. today. Okay. You have three seconds to respond. I think you need to be more excited. No. When you when you when you get into this part of it. Why? I'm going to ask you three questions now. You have <laughs> here are these three questions. I think you need to be like, hey, everybody shut up and ask you three questions. Have you ever heard me say anything like that before? To me, a couple of times. Number one. (laughs) Do we both both throw out at the same time? You have three seconds to answer. One of you is going to come up with an answer before the other. Can we confer? No. No. It's like Jeopardy. This is an answer unto yourself. Yeah. Okay. If you had to fight a predator, which predator would you choose to fight? Where are you and what weapon is at your disposal because of the natural environment? Uh, another human, uh, a mace, and uh, 70s era New York. <laughs> like French connection? <laughs> a bear out in the woods, and I'd throw Leonardo DiCaprio at him. Tell him my answers. Marky answered Predator 2, Los Angeles, Predator Knife Frisbee. <laughs> Awesome answer. <laughs> nice. Rich, do you want to throw getting, in? When she, when she first, yeah, with Danny Glover. Repeat the question. <laughs> if you had to fight a predator, which would you choose? Where are you and what weapon is at your disposal? Jer Tobin, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Good. That's good. Uh, no, and a keyboard. You. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh. See, I want to go for the, the easy Danny Glover joke, but 
There goes that. <laughs> every Danny joke. Every Danny Glover. Forget it. Okay. Bill Cosby. <laughs> 70s yeah. era Groucho. Every day. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill Cosby anywhere. With a pudding pop. <laughs> but like the one that like holds the world record for the largest pudding pop with, stick. Uh, with uh, the candlestick with Colonel Mustard. Ah, okay. you went clue on this. Yeah, That's nice. nice. Okay. So you want to hit? You want to Bill Cosby? Wait. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you want to? You That's where you win. The- <laughs> chocolate Does cake. Does anybody know that what room I have? What's the joke? The, the people. The- My wife Camille. God, I hope they fry that guy. <laughs> Not that I'm taking Number opinion two. on it. Number two. That's, that's <laughs> the second two. person you've wanted to fry. Number one yeah. in your hearts. Number two. Go ahead, Lauren. You're on a boat. Mm-hmm. It is sinking. On a boat, mother. Sorry. Okay. You have a raft. You have the only raft that was on this boat, and you have enough room left for one other person. In the water is John Williams, Hans Zimmer, and John Murphy. Who do you save? Oh, Hans Zimmer. Wait, did John Murphy do Sunshine? Yes, he did. And 28 Days Later. He mm-hmm. still has many great works ahead of him. Uh, John Williams uh, is already yeah, shark food. Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, Zimmer. That, yeah. Wow. As much as I respect Williams, I think his uh, Superman the movie score is perfect. His Star Wars and Empire scores are amazing. His Raiders score is perfect. At E.T. He's pretty much retiring. Mm-hmm. So... So you're done with purely him. pragmatic. I need good music in a movie. It's him coming back for Force Awakens is like a, uh, you know, <laughs> Warren Cohen coming back for uh, for the Hateful Eight. You know, yeah. I Who? Didn't, I didn't. Th- What's I, his name? Oh, Morricone. Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think Williams's score was great for Force Awakens. It was no. really good, but I still, honestly, some of the work that he did in the prequels, I think, was a little bit better. Yeah, I know. Which sounds, look, he just really giving, enjoyed, giving positive he, reviews to anything in the prequels is is heresy. He he but. really enjoyed putting his grandkids through college. <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> Fine. Hey, you see the behind the scenes with him and Abrams, and John Williams turns around and he's like, "Is that good or is that what you?" And Abrams was like, "I I don't care." <laughs> it's like you're John Williams. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm just and Abrams has his iPhone. And he's like, "I'm just really jazzed to be here, man." It's like. <laughs> It was like uh, Sam Rockwell and Galaxy Quest, where he's like, man, I'm just really excited to be a part of the show, man. <laughs> like, question three. Question, question three. Are we skipping Rich? Oh. Well. Zimmer, Murphy, or Williams? I'd I probably have to go with Williams just because uh, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than anything else. I would have to save Murphy. Yeah. I know. I said Epic Zimmer. Music. I was in between Zimmer and Murphy. And it, I love Hans Zimmer, but Murphy's got some. Yeah, but he, he. But Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack for Days of Thunder. <laughs> Number three. We all have our bad. What about Mike Post? Is Mike Post just drifting away? What? <laughs> Number three. If Giacconi was in here, we'd be having problems. <laughs> hey, that's in my boat. <laughs> if you could select one cinema monster as a pet, what would it be? Hmm. One, two, three. <laughs> Woola from. Uh, John Carter. Oh, okay. The big Martian dog with the six legs. Oh, <laughs> I am getting such the look here. I don't think she saw John Carter. I did not see John Carter. Oh. Yeah, that's where you're getting looks because okay. it's Jack like, like, well, well, I, I'm I like, guess when you know him as long as you, you have Mark, about you can call ER? him Jack. Hmm? ER, John Carter. No, no. John Carter of the, Mars. John Carter ER. was a doctor on ER. ER. 
No, this is no, no. This is a this is a book that's a hundred years old that Disney flopped. Not a bad movie. I didn't didn't mind it. Yeah, Cinema Monster. Okay, was it Andrew Stanton? Uh, The State Buff Marshmallow Man, because my wife does his face (laughs) so well. What? (laughs) And it's cute. Ding, winner, Rich Vince Clortho, Keymaster. (laughs) All right, who's your Cinema Monster as a Pat Man? Uh, I guess I'd probably go with uh, the uh, the big flying dog from Neverending Story. Falcor, Falcor, nice. good move, yeah. man. You're gonna say from Strange awesome. Brew, where he grew a cape and went to Oktoberfest. <laughs> Come on, Hoser, once you get Oktoberfest, you can have all the sauce that you want. <laughs> Mark said Dracula. Well, yeah. If I keep him in a cage, I can have you turn Strange a life. Brew. Still the best version of Hamlet ever on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> if Cthulhu was made into a movie, we'd have to say uh, Cthulhu would be my answer. The hell's Cthulhu? Uh, HP oh. The old one. Here, here. Cthulhu for talking. Very good. Did you just tell me to come closer? I don't know what you. No. I, don't know what I just invoked. She was the old summoning ones. one of the old dark ones. So I'm surprised there's not more of that with the the kind of resurging popularity that you see in Cthulhu and everything on the internet. That lately. there's not an actual H.P. Lovecraft movie. Of yeah, some that there's sort. there's not like a whole series. bunch of H.P. Lovecraft presents would be a great. Uh, that I've seen some really <laughs> crappy H.P. Lovecraft anthologies yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. I, I think just the gone. concepts are a little too. Hard to Capture realize. It's supposed to be, you know, these giant elder beings from before the universe happened, you know, that are, you just look at them and you go nuts and you go mad. You're driven insane. And how can you really kind of show that? Because <laughs> no Fox what, News. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, when Nietzsche mm-hmm. said, when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks right back at you. And that's the opening line of the abyss. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly also what's going Leviathan. On with our, <laughs> when you look into the abyss, he looks the abyss looks back into you. Also, orcas. you just look no. like you just lost like a karaoke contest. <laughs> Thank you for participating <laughs> in rapid it? fire. That's it. Oh. That's that was three, three questions. All right, do we have a last word? No more than three. Not this week. No, nah, nothing really that particularly struck my fancy. Uh, I, I, uh, nothing I really want to. Is something you want to rant about? Keep those about? cameras safely on. rolling. <laughs> yeah, for I'm me. I'm thinking 2016 is going to be a great year for movies. Yeah, we didn't talk about the future. Yeah. Um. Well, let's let's make that. The let's do that. Right? Let's do that real quick. I, I mean, we're like like you said. You know, we're see, we're going to start to see what happens with uh, Warner Brothers DC's uh, comics. I think November is going to be a crazy month in terms of. Um, you know, we're getting the Suicide Squad movie. No, I thought that's uh, August. Is it August? Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's okay, not yeah. Second half of the year, then really. Yeah. Um, you get the Suicide One. Squad movie. Um, Doctor Strange, I think, is oh, going to yeah. be a, a step in a different direction. So excited for that! Yeah, very very much so too. Um, as long as it starts looking like really crazy Steve Ditko style extra dimensional. That's what, stuff, I've got my fingers crossed so for that. Psyched. Yeah, um, and then Star Wars Rogue One in December. A Star Wars movie without the Skywalker family, and it's just it's going to be more of a just a straight up war story with no Jedi or the Force or anything. I'm excited to see that that you know that anthology series that they're going to be doing in between the regular saga sounds you know like they can do a lot of different stuff. So I'm excited to see what they're actually going to do, and hopefully they're not going to play it too safe. Hopefully they're going to take some chances, you know. And I'd rather see a movie take a chance and fail even if it does have a $150 million budget to it, um, <laughs> than, than something that plays it safe. I you know? hope it has B. Arthur. I mean, 
What? Yes. What? Girls. The holiday special. The holiday. Yeah. The love day. Special. Oh, I thought you just fell asleep and just woke up and was no. like, I just hope it has be Arthur in it. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Corman, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully Jerry Mathers. Yeah. That's something you wake up. That that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're on a like we're on a bus ride to go see like fucking Simon and Garfunkel at the at Madison Square Garden. And I woke Lauren up and she's like, "I just hope it has B. Arthur in it." It's like Jesus. It sounds like a real Alien thing. Jesus. Alien Jesus. Um, He's like, "I'm bringing you B. Arthur. I'll bring her to you." Is that how Alien? Is that how Alien, Alien Jesus has to talk like that? <laughs> we have to make a character. I have come down from the skies above to bring you B. Arthur. It sounds like it, it Alien, sounds like if George Alien. Harrison starred in The Danish Girl. That's, that's what you're Alien Jesus sounds a little bit like um, Neil Cavuto there. Hello, I'm Neil Cavuto. I think Charles. What's his name? Charles Crumb Flower, whatever his name is. He could be. Charles he could be, Krauthammer. He could be Alien Lucifer. That might be the guy. Actually, Charles Krauthammer looks a little bit like Grandma Tarkin if you look at him. In All the right. in the wrong light, yes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And I think I th- he. <laughs> Forget are we done. <laughs> Believe me, our careers are at this yeah, point. Yes, uh, it's it's so good that I don't have that none of us have like this career in radio. We just do it to talk about shit and hopefully entertain the world. And then you get to the then you get to the the point where you're like, man, it, it, it's like the Harold and Kumar thing. But, you know, we've gone too far. We can't well, you said it all. This is like the yeah. opposite of being on radio. This, this, yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lauren. Like, we don't have sponsors or advertisers, or no. You, we do have a. You do have a. But that's this. It just ended. Actually, how was it? <laughs> actually, uh, it oh did God. did very well. Actually, so uh, it's Beer Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the event was uh, packed. And, and I'm not saying that I don't. I I I just don't because it's not like you know it would be like Cocaine Boys. I, I, I'm not involved. I don't know. <laughs> Which would be a great sponsor, by the way. If yes, it would be. We should if, do dialing for dollars, but like we should bring back up all night. Cocaine Boys yes. would be great with Cocaine if, Boys. If you're listening, Cocaine Boys. <laughs> Until they got interviewed. <laughs> the show would go on for ten hours. You know, it'd be people wiping their teeth for like a you know five of it. You know. <laughs> You know what I really I want I want them to legalize marijuana here just so I can I can be you know an entrepreneur and just have something called the pot store. I think that would be awesome. And open up a restaurant right next to that. Like a snack mm-hmm. bar. Yeah, just for like an admiral snack bar. Is that what you're gonna call it? Why not? Be awesome. What would it be called? Admiral, Admiral Snack, Snack Bar. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we got to end. That was perfect, and Lauren. For pot smokers, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Admiral Snack Bars, so good, it's a trap. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, just Funyuns and Malamars and. Uh, I'll bring your wife in. We'll make. We'll we'll syndicate the Chewbacca. It Chewbacca, should be a buffet of nonsense. Yeah. That's what it should be. It'll be all the stuff that Which is that a great uh, a description of this show, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oscar Schmoshkers. We talked about everything. Including fuck, fuck dolphin that. rabies. Fuck the Academy. Dolphin, <laughs> dolphin rabies. <laughs> On that note, guys, thank you so much for spending your time with us. I'm sorry we've wasted it. <laughs> Please patch up your wrist. It's been great. Always a blast. So, any, anything else? Have a good night, everybody. Let's take this photo. I need a smoke. <laughs> <laughs>